The earth shakes. The land cracks. Beasts flee in mass from the dust clouds on the horizon, and the ears of mortals are filled with bellowing roars that grow ever more deafening. There's only one explanation. The sons of Bayamot are coming. In all the realms, few creatures are more terrifying than these gargants. The smallest are as tall as a Sigmarite temple, while the largest are almost too huge for the mind to process. Titanic slabs of muscle, hunger, and battle lust. They go where they please, fight what they choose, kill and loot wherever they desire, and they dare anyone to tell them they can't. To a Gargant, strength alone defines one's place within the cosmos, and they have strength in abundance. Their fists are powerful enough to smash down fortress walls, and their feet can kick a raging dragon into submission. What they can do to those smaller creatures caught in their trampling path is best left unconsidered. There was a time when Gargants were content to be solitary beasts, roaming the hinterlands and intruding upon mortal domains only rarely to raid their cities and make off with their livestock and treasures. But ever since the death of Bayamoth, the world titan, the legendary god-beast ancestor of the Gargant race, a strange, brutal animus has overcome these creatures. With every passing season, the strongest titans grow larger and larger, their power swelling as never before and serving to draw their lesser kin to their side. Worse still for anyone who would face them, the Gargant clans have begun to move with purpose. No longer are they satisfied with simply engaging in sporadic and instinctual violence against the pipsqueaks. Now, they march against all those whom they deem to be enemies with increasing fervor, driven by the rage of Gur that thrashes and howls in their brutally uncluttered minds. This is an era of beasts and blood, where only might makes right, and the children of the world titan? This suits just fine. Welcome to the garage, you tools, for the next two hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laps along the way. Bringing you six war scrolls, four factions, and one interesting bit of lore. I'm Dave Witek, and with me as always is Chris Walker. He will be here in just a moment before we get started, though, I want to take a chance to thank all of our sponsors, the, 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 the businesses that have partnered up with Garage Hammer and uh, have become part of the show and the show's landscape. And that includes Chaos Orc Superstore. 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 I could do that all day if, if I don't have somebody here to stop me, so I better just stop. <laughs> uh, also, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. They have your basing needs, your 3D printing needs, your template needs, your basically any anything you need for gaming, they got it. All right? And, of course, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, folks. Grognard Games. Um, also want to thank the Patreon sponsors. and uh, Those are the people who 
donate to a free show twice a month and you guys are the ones who make this show and every single thing on this show possible that includes our associate producers jake c and james brown our executive producer scotty milne and our newest patreon memnakas memnakas memnak with an as at the end memnakas i'm not certain um but thank you to our new patron our existing patrons and all our patrons ones who used to be ones who might be considering for the future thank you all you are part of the almost one percent who keep the lights on and make sure this show keeps running thank you so much for that you guys uh, are the best um now i did not get a new voice maybe i did get a new voicemail did we get a new voicemail we might have. I don't know. Uh, nope. Nope. Doesn't look like it. I think we got all the voicemails. Anyway. Huh. I'm pretty certain we got all the voicemails. Well, if I missed a voicemail, I will find out. I'll find out and I will I will play it on the next episode. That is fine. But if you, my friend, wanted to leave a voicemail, if you wanted to call the show and say something and be a part of the show, I just want to tell you to pick up that phone and dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Six. That's right. If you're wondering why I'm talking so quietly today, it's because it's early. It's really, really early in the morning. Uh, Chris and I have had to cancel a couple of times. We've had a lot of things coming up, especially with Thanksgiving around the corner and things going on. Um, as anyone who knows me knows, I have only mentioned this nine million times. I am down to three weeks left for grad school if i do everything white right um three weeks and i will be done with all of grad school and i am super excited but i am also super busy and that's not just me chris has family and things going on as well and it's just been bananas but here we are with the end of november episode we're bringing you sons of Bayamot. next episode i believe you are bringing you ogres the smaller and less intelligent of the races uh of of destruction um really large people <laughs> um and then of course is the ever popular christmas end of year wrap up uh it'll be me and chris and hopefully rotor uh that'll be exciting um i think that's everything Oh, the contest. Please don't forget Garage Hammer Contest. One word at gmail.com. Send in anything. What is it you like about Garage Hammer? Favorite memory? Best show? Anything. Anything that you want to discuss uh about and it doesn't matter if you've been listening since the beginning or not i just got a contrast entry from someone who's like oh i've only been a listener this year well great thank you for listening a lot of people who were listening in the first year are no longer listening so uh you know any listeners are beloved and welcome and please just jump in and enter jump in and enter we have a bunch of prizes and i think last year or last time we did a contest like this like just about everybody won something because 
uh, our sponsors are very generous and they love to hear uh, stories from listeners. Uh, so join in. Okay. Now I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, um, I will have Chris with me and we will be jumping right in to Sons of Bayamont. So we'll be right back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello. It's Chris Walker, everybody. It's Chris. What's up? How are you? I'm well. How are you early this early, early morning? Good. I was explaining to the listeners that if I sound a little quieter, it's because it is freaking early. My whole family's asleep. And considering that I record in the basement and on the far end of this basement, meaning only like 40 feet away from me, Harrison (laughs) is asleep. Nice. You know, it's like, ugh, I don't want to be too loud. I even rang the bell gently when we mentioned (laughs) grognards. In fact, at this point on, it's going to be like I'm just I'm I'm holding it to the mic and just tapping it very gently and moving it away (laughs) because I don't want to wake up everybody. But okay, Sons of Bayamot. Yeah. All right. First of all, I, I did the intro and I, I didn't notice this because I don't often look at the little, I mean, I look at all the lore, but you know that first page that has the backstory that we read when we cover the new book? Yeah. I, I, I didn't look at the picture and I'm looking at the picture going, why is there oh. a storm cast in the picture? I'm like, oh, because that's an eyeball. Yeah. That's 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 an uh, that's not part of a, the cliff side there. That's the hair on his uh, on yeah. his eyelashes and an got, eyeball looking. I'm like, oh, and a bunch of arrows and swords stuck into his under eyelid. his eye. Yeah, and the yeah. And the arrow. Uh, the thing is that that one sword stuck into under his eye is about the size of his eyelashes, which is right. just horrifying. How big <laughs> that thing is. Yeah. Like you know, the, you know, it's all a representation. But these models, I don't feel. I feel like the Mega Gargants are much larger in 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 theory in the world than in the game. Yeah, especially if that picture is anything to be true. Because, the, but then those models would would be like. I yeah, mean, the they'd scale, be like what? The scale wouldn't match up. Yeah, two or three feet tall. No, that's. I don't want a three foot model on the table. You wouldn't be able to play. <laughs> right. Like the like the forty k titans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, first impressions. What do you think of the lore here? I think it's good. It's really good. Like, yeah, it's cool. 
I guess I wasn't expecting them to tie them to the World Titans, which makes sense, but they tied them to the World Titans, which was yeah, where the ogres stole their cannons from. Right. Which would have been like tiny little pistols to these guys, it almost seems like. Yeah. Um, but then there's those are the guys who were clever enough to make big weapons and clever enough to i guess i just thought this would be another ogre book where it's like they don't have any sort of a history they don't have any like like they just kind of run forward and eat and they're not very smart yeah and, they're kind of just forces of nature you have to deal with that yeah, kind of thing and that's nothing against the ogres we're covering them next but the mm-hmm. last time i mean i remember reading the lore and do you remember in in the in the in warhammer fantasy like none of the models had instruments that's why the one is holding his hand to his mouth because he's yeah, called he's the a beller yeah the bell- yeah they're they don't have music they just i mean they're their musician for the sake of the term is just the guy who screams real loud you right. know like it's they're not they you know they're cunning not that not cunning <laughs> but right cunning but they're not bright these guys seem a lot smarter yeah, well, they're they seem like they're they're almost like they're sort of like co- I'm trying to say they're sort of sympathetic with the realm that they're in and with the realms themselves. Right. They're more because they even talk about how they're some sometimes they're like actually protectors of nature and like of the realms that they're yeah. in and will do things to protect it. Like wow. Yeah. I mean, I love the very first part in here. They're natural disasters on legs. Right. <laughs> you know, assuming that they're acting, and this is assuming that they're acting out of passing fancy. Should their ire truly be raised, there's little you can do but flee. Right. You know. Um, Run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To them, all pipsqueaks, I love they call mm-hmm. those always pipsqueaks, are largely indistinguishable and equally contemptible. Yeah. Uh, they are basically snacks. Yeah. Uh, for every sometimes, t- sometimes they're spiky. Sometimes they're... Yeah. You know. Oh, I love how the Kraken eaters, they'll put stuff on their feet so when they walk, they can stomp on the spiky ones without hurting their feet so much. Right, right. It's just... It's, this book is just fun. It really was, and the lore was... I, I get, There was just more to this lore than I expected. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be... Because, honestly, last last Ogre book... A lot of the lore gets samey samey mm-hmm. because they're basically all kind of the same, except with the exception of maybe the butchers, you and know, the, and, the, and the fire guys. Yeah, but what basically, unless you're throwing magic around, the big difference between you is the weapon you carry, mm-hmm. you know. And here it's not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about like the Games Workshop. They kind of made these mega gargans and just gave you different weapon options. Like, here you go. And now they actually went a little further with it to make sort of lore that goes with that a little bit yes. better this time around. Yeah. I mean, they like I said, even in the section where they cover each unit, each unit yeah. gets like a double page spread. It's got yeah. a photo, it's got a it's got a little story box, and then yeah, it's, it's got, got like a like a champion that goes with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and and th- that, I mean, when you only got five units, you might as well fill it out. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Uh, Games Workshop was nice enough to send a copy of, or uh, uh, the King Broad model. Oh, wow. Um, the King Broad model is the same model as the old model, just with an extra sprue. Okay. It, you remember how the old one did all four 
of the yeah. Gargans. Okay, yeah. this one also does all four of the Gargans mm. and King Broad, which means the legs oh. and the pose are basically the same still. Gotcha. If I have a complaint about this army, other than it's a it's a it's a it's a what a four to ten model army. Yeah. Um, it's that those model, if you are not good at cutting up and green stuffing and reposing and repositioning your model, yeah, you got a samey, samey army, a really samey, samey army, mm-hmm. every model. Um, like they all have the same legs, right? Yeah. Basically you can change the arm positions, change the heads change, but for the most part, they've all got that same belly and those, and that same pair of legs um mm-hmm. i think when you get down to the bottom like into the feet it might change a little bit yeah but the the basic the pose what i'm talking about you know every, mm-hmm. you know the only things that really change up are they have different arms because they have different weapons a bit and they have different heads it's a very samey samey army um which you know i mean when you're only having four or five models on the table for all of them if, if you're into samey samey you know, yeah. they look regimented, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. I mean, and also in here is a little surprise. I mean, they introduced like a new, a new creature to the, to the mortal realms in this book. Which one? The little, the little critters that live with oh. the gargants. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we got, when we get to that, we got to talk about, that's just so silly. Um. Now the intro is not long, and like mm-hmm. I said, I don't think this episode is going to be that long because a lot of the stuff we're going to say kind of goes through quickly, and it's stuff a lot of us already know. But there is stuff that is that the I guess the flavor here. I should say they're mm-hmm. adding enough flavor, enough interesting something or other to give us a a a story that isn't just isn't, yeah yeah. It's not just you know, well, here's it's, almost the like, it's almost like the, the stories of the Mega Gargans, you know, the Sons of Bayamet, are almost the stories of the mortal realms themselves, almost, you know. Well, it really is, because they're like, everything that kind of big happens, they're a part of it. Yeah, and they've been around forever. And they've been around forever. I also, so, I also like that they actually do have some motivation and that Sigmar has really upset them. Yeah. I mean, Sigmar upsets everybody at some point, which right. is, I'm, I'm starting to think he might not be the best good guy in this. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- 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 when we get to it, like when Bayamet goes down for the the final time, I mean, it kind of had to happen. It had to and, happen. We all know it and, had to happen. I just right. like to tease him because yeah. everybody, yeah. you know, Teclis is mad at him. Uh, you know, you know um, Nagash. Nagash hates him. All right. Uh, the other ones are annoyed with him too. Like a lot of people get annoyed with Sigmar for doing what he's got to, you know, doing the yeah. thing that's got to get done. Yep. Um, he makes hard choices, and not mm-hmm. a lot of people like his choices. Um, right. You know, and that's what happens here. Um, right. You know, and they, I like that they start off and they kind of tell you, you know, Gargan's lives are not easy. Mm-hmm. They're always hungry. Yeah, and you would be because you've got to consume ridiculous amounts of food to yep. keep that body going. Yeah, um, they're out in the elements all the time. Um, that you know, it's basically the the only time that any sorts of aches and and pains and and hunger seems to fade is when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it it's uh, it's an interesting. 
it's a bit more sympathetic. Like they didn't ask yeah. to be, they didn't ask to be this big. <laughs> they just are. What are you going to do? Right. So that's why they kind of like they, they say that now they're you know their realm is Gur because that's like the realm that's most suited to like their oh yeah size and stature and oh all the destruction army's home realm seems to be Gur yeah that um, makes sense but this is you know in, in another interesting thing is you know they came out with the mega gargant and there's yes there are mega gargants and I know there was some of this stuff in the old book but this book just really sort of crystallized what's happening and really oh and why it happened like yeah for like most like the age of myth. And like up through, I guess when when chaos uh, came crashing when, when, through, when chaos came crashing through, and Bayamet got slain for the final time, like there were there were no mega gargants. No, like they, like they didn't they didn't come about until you know I guess the end of well I guess I guess it's the begin during the Realm Gate Wars. Is that when? Well, yeah, because that I was when the, he came out. It was when, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was when uh, Archeon tried to uh, right, capture right. him and enslave yeah. him to smash down the walls of yeah, the seer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to stop him, and he, yeah, and Sigmar was forced to kill him because of right. what Archeon did. And not just because right. he was waking up, yeah, but because Archeon had already kind of messed him up. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, he kind of put Bayamot out of his misery. And yeah, was it? Was that a book, a Black Library book? I don't recall. I know that it might have happened in the bigger those the Realm yeah. Gate Wars, those bigger Realm Gate Wars, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. the campaign books. Yeah, because it seems like there's an awful lot of background about that, and I don't remember seeing that. I but. remember reading it when it got up to those, like I said, the big campaign portions where we were reading all those huge things, where all okay. the different things that were happening. I remember that being a part of it, but even then, it wasn't. That was that's not you weren't battling alongside Sigmar because he's yeah. not on the table, so that mm-hmm. wasn't you know mm-hmm. that was just the story portion that was never part something that got to be played out. Yeah. Um I just want to read this part though, because I just love this. Um mm-hmm. Gargans possess a surprisingly deep tradition of storytelling. Yeah. The sprawling mythos is maintained by their tribal matriarchs, which means there are female gargans walking around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some of those in the uh, in some of the stories in like mm-hmm. the White Dwarfs and stuff. Yeah. There's this whole story about that. They are embellished with each recounting. Gargans are easily bored and accept the truth is whatever the biggest of their number claims it to be. Central mm-hmm. to many of those stories is Bayamot, their legendary forefather, a zodiacal god beast known as the World Titan. And we know a lot about Bayamot. He's you know he was. In fact, we got even more. I think about Bayamot yeah. here, which is great. Yep. Um, only outside of Bayamot, the only person who gets their respect, uh, th- that amount of respect, is Gorka Morka. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wa does get them going as well. Um, all armies of destruction, it seems, are. Uh, you know, we know the orcs. Yeah. You know, live by the wall, but as that as that ticking has started that we heard, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and the, uh, you know, the elementals have started to show up after the life spell. Uh, the gargants are getting carried away by it. Yeah, they kind of get well. caught up in the in the wa energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always they've been leaderless for a long time. Bamad mm-hmm. is dead, murdered by the <laughs> yeah, storm. It says murdered god, in this book by the storm god Sigmar. 
Um, nobody's seen Gorka Morka, and the strongest Gargans have now been growing at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting here is now it says Mega Gargant King Broad now openly marauds across the realms, whipping up his kin into a furor and swearing vengeance upon Sigmar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting bit of lore, and we're going to get into some more of that. I love the big picture. You know the double-page picture we always stop and look at? Uh-huh. The uh, Just the huge gargants going across the storm cast that would oh, seem yeah. to come up almost to their knees, which makes them not as tall as the book describes them. It never quite lives up to it, but they're still big. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, and just watching them fly around and throw it. You see the, the, the pigeons in the background running around yeah. and throwing spears at them and stuff. It's just... Yeah, so it's, a, it's a pretty awesome picture. Yeah. Uh, and then the little quote here, the, uh, the Nanko Gruntapunter. Yeah. <laughs> they're big, or we're big, they're little, that's it. Don't know <laughs> yeah. anything about dark gods, bone gods, or Gur waking up. Don't care either. We go where we want, do what we want. If any pipsqueak wants to show their stupid little pipsqueak face and make a thing of it, they can try, see where it gets them. Yeah. That's a much more eloquent speech than I think has been given by any of the stuff we read from the ogres. You're right. Yeah, I mean, uh, that pretty much sums up the whole book right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, now, we got to talk about Bayamot because there's mm-hmm. a huge section from Bayamot. Yeah. Um, th- now this goes into these interesting creation myths, and this goes back to the types of creation myths you get from like more, m- you know, much more ancient races. The idea, you know, um, these stories you hear about how the world was created by you know giant you know creatures and things like that, and mm-hmm. you get this one. Bamon apparently grew from a stone. Yeah, he lodged grew- in Imnog's b- intestines. Yeah. Uh, in the valley-sized intestines of Imnog, the grandfather yeah. of Gargans. Mm-hmm. Um, Imnog settled down to sleep and desperate to escape. Bayamot, Gorg, and Amagorog uh, hey, brewed a vast lake of moonshine within the marshland of their father's guts. It's such a weird turn of <laughs> phrases. Yeah. It just it sounds like, wait, what? Yeah. But apparently it's big enough. He was big enough that Young mega gargants lived, or young gargants, yeah, lived in uh, his intestinal tract and were brewing lakes of moonshine so mm. foul important that even Imnog wretched them up. So he was asleep and they just kept pumping alcohol into his system until he <laughs> yeah. vomited. Yeah, so he's like the size of a continent. Yeah, um. Why, uh, now, Bayamot was smart enough to brew that and get puked out and run uh, out of the mouth when he got up to the mouth. His uh, siblings, however, had been drinking the moonshine <laughs> yeah. and started brawling as they got to the mouth and did enough nonsense that they irritated him. And in his sleep, he just shifted and slapped his mouth shut. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And then... Bayamot's trying to get him out. And he's hammering at Imnog's teeth, teeth, which just, (laughs) that's, I mean, meaning he's not bigger than the teeth. Right. Which is, again, you're thinking of these Gargans, and now they're, they're, (laughs) they're, they're, their father, his father, he's only the size of his teeth. Right. 
bananas. <laughs> like, the, the, like the splintering of the teeth from when he's whacking them. Like, it's like the mountain. The first mountains, yes. The splinters yeah. of teeth are the size of mountains. <laughs> it's so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into uh, this part where he... Okay, so Bamot meets Gorka Morka. Yeah. And they sort of become friends. Yeah, so this is while... Uh, Gorkamorka is part of the pantheon. Right. And it seems like chaos is whispering into Gorkamorka's head here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're, it's just that, why are you Sigmar's lackey? Why are you just yeah. doing his work and only what he says you can do? And Gorkamorka's friendship with Bayamot kind of sours here. Yep. Um, because he gets jealous that Bayamot doesn't have any responsibilities to the pantheon. He can just go around doing what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he is, um, they were un- fast friends united by a love of mindless violence. But now, um, basically, Gorka Morka is unhappy with work and taking it out on his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, basically, mm-hmm. um, just challenging him to all sorts of stuff. And the challenges are all like Gorka Morka does something and says, now you try yeah. this. Right. The, the the tales of what they did aren't as important. It's what happened because of them. The myths right. that rose around here. I have all this written here in my book. Yeah. According to Gargant lore, Gargant storytelling, Bayamon is responsible for drowning an elf city and basically creating the pre- precursors to the Eidneth Deepkin. Yeah. Which, as we heard to their lore, that is nothing like how it happened, but it's what they <laughs> believe because, once again, yeah. they're lazy, and if the biggest among them says it happened, it happened. Right. Um, he he fought some of the earliest Dwarden and stomped them so bad that he permanently changed their height. Right. Made them short forever. <laughs> yeah, stunties are stunty because yeah. Bayamot stomped on their heads. Yeah. Um, oh, he went and fought with Dracothian, knocking scales off him. Mm-hmm. And as the scales fell, they formed not only the Draconith, but the Seraphon. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bayamot had some sort of drinking contest, and he vomited up entire swamps full of stomach bile and grossness, mm-hmm. basically creating the Cruel Boys. Yeah, and the swamps that they live in, yeah. Yeah. The, the gro- so the swamps, and swamps can already be gross and, and bad for you and full of infection and disease. Now, apparently, they're also, ba- the swamps are basically uh, bile and stomach acid and vomit from Bayamot. So <laughs> he suit- he created the, the precursors to the Deepkin. He permanently formed what we would know as Dwarden. Mm-hmm. He's also responsible for the creation of the Cruel Boys, Draconiths, all the Draconiths and the dragons, yep. and the Seraphon. <laughs> yeah. Bayamot did all of this. And it's just like. No, uh, and unknowingly, uh, actually. Uh, yeah. and, and all of it unknowingly, because yeah. they don't care about pipsqueaks. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I love this lore. Yeah. It's wonderful. Like these these tales, and you're like. This is not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. When you sit down to read the lore here, you're like, what is happening? Like, what do you, he did what? And we've read all the other books. And it's like, no, that's not how this happened. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, they don't care. Well, because later they do talk about the ones who go up onto the torque in the realm of life, which is where they seem to have started, even though Gur is their more permanent home. And they became the Sky Titans. 
mm-hmm. which the Sky Titans were in the stories from the world it was. So once again, uh, you yeah. know, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're looking for perfect continuity and things to make, f- I'm certain that comic book guy from Simpsons would be like, um, excuse me, how could this <laughs> have happened in the mortal realms when it had already happened in the world that was? Right. Actually, um, yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> care. Like I'm reading this, going, this is just fun. It's it's kind of silly, but it's 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 some it's some of the most fun I've had reading lore yeah. uh, from them because it was just. I mean, come on. When we read the last couple of books, you know, we knew basically what the realm lords were about. We know yeah, what yeah. Marathi and the witch elves are about. We know <laughs> mm-hmm. what Slanesh and Zinch are about. Mm-hmm. These guys? <laughs> yeah. It's like this I'm really sure. Yeah. And 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 whatever I was expecting, it ain't this. Yeah, so there there are some reveals in here which is cool. Mhm. Um yeah, it's good. Um so they're they're not as endlessly belligerent as the greenskins do. Right? Just, no. Like I said, the phrases in here are great. They're yeah. a temperamental breed with immense destructive potential, best appeased and avoided. You can pay off, right? Gargans to leave you alone. Yeah, you can, or you can make them even help you. If yes. You, right. If you pay them proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how it talks. There's even the ones who get smart enough where it's like, wait a minute. If I don't destroy the village, if I just beat it up a little bit and take what I want, yeah, they'll stay and fix it up. And I can come back later yeah. and get more food right. and and have more fun beating it up again. Yeah. Like, they're just <laughs> unlike. Or I can work for them and they can just tell me where to go. I can beat up those guys and then come back. Yeah. If you don't mind taking orders. From pipsqueaks. Right. The ones who don't mind taking orders from pipsqueaks, they'll actually pay them to go beat up someone else and have fun. That's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Um, like I said, completely different than the ogres who just keep that giant spiral going around, eating everything in their path, yeah. never yeah. leaving stuff behind to come back well, to later. Well, that's part of their religion, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like I said, I just, I, I guess I pictured them, especially because of the models. And the way we've always seen giants before sort of portrayed mm-hmm. uh, as just brainless. Like, right. I just thought that the ogres would have been smarter than these guys, and these guys were just moving instinct, and they ain't. Right. And it's wonderful. Um, it does talk about the fall of Bayamot in here, and um, that's, you know, the age of yeah. chaos begins. And, it you know, the, it wasn't easy for these guys either. Right. Um, many Gargans were overrun by the hordes of ruin or driven to join them in assailing the walls of civilizations. Others turned nomadic, trying to stay ahead of the armies of unreason. Yeah. Um, it also mentions in here about just Gur itself was, yeah, was, was one of the realms that wasn't affected by chaos as much. Because Basically the because, land itself yeah, hate them. Yeah. The <laughs> land itself, the, the creatures, everything will fight against chaos to make that not happen. It's interesting that yeah. we have nine mortal realms, or wait, eight mortal realms, eight, yeah. seven of which we can play in. Yep. Um, and the one that's getting the most traction in these books seems to be Gur. Like, yeah. we did a lot of stuff in the realm of life, you know, and a lot of that setup and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But Gurr is just, it's constantly come back to because it is the most untamed, right. you know, uh, as the way it's written. Yeah, it's also almost like the playing field on Gurr is more level between all the different factions. You know, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. chaos isn't super, you know, in control here. I mean, destruction is, but the order, the order faction is, you know, has all the cities here and. Yeah. And, and is destruction so much in control or just in their element? Yeah, that's more. You know like what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's like yeah. destruction does what they do. You know, um, you know, you got three. You got what? You got the greenskins who love a good scrap. Mm-hmm. You got the ogres who are just. Th- th- this is the place with the most food. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and then you've got these guys who just fit in here in this yeah. big sprawling place. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And like you said, this talks about how they're connected to the land. They recognize the physical corruption inflicted upon the realms. And many of the Titans, who held an instinctive respect for nature as long as it did not challenge their primacy, turned surlier as a result. So the 500 years that chaos... The age of chaos, yeah. Um, And it was the different... The Titans, you know, they Mm -hmm. became... And this is the taint of chaos. This is why so many of the Titans kind of had to be put down. Mm-hmm. In his sleep, he was being corrupted just by the corruption of the land as he laid there as part of it. Yeah. You know? You almost feel sorry for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it talks about Archaon knew where Bayamot's resting place, used arcane pestilences to weaken the sleeping god beliefs and slowly corrupt the Velt into a filth-encrusted scabrous sprawl. Mm-hmm. When the Stormcast attacked, trying to stop him. And this is the thing. King Broad was there. And King Broad helped. Yeah. Because he remembered that Gorka Morka and Sigmar had been friends at one time. And mm-hmm. Sigmar came and said, Archaon is trying to enslave yeah. your dad. We yeah, need we can't, to stop. We can't, yeah, we can't let that happen. Yeah. Uh, but then when he did come start to get up, it was obvious that he was not. He was no longer himself. The corruption that happened while he was asleep. Yeah. It's too much. Was too much. And the Celestine Prime uh, killed him. Yeah. Exactly. It says the immense swarm of Bayamon at last began to rise and was immediately struck dead by the Celestine Prime, <laughs> wielding the spears of divine lightning known as the 12 Great Bolts. I mean, yeah. any, I mean, you don't get much more grim and dark than that. Like this right. mighty being just gets up, and maybe he could be okay. Maybe they could purge the chaos from. Like, no, nope. they just blast him with light. He's dead. Yeah, like, oh, man. just pounded him. Um, now here's the problem. Uh, first of all, Broad was there and saw it happen. Mm-hmm. And while they aren't as dumb as ogres, he's look. I don't really care. Why you did it? You mm-hmm. killed my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, Broad hates Sigmar yeah. now, and I think maybe he feels guilty. Like that, that's possible. It, maybe he doesn't acknowledge the emotion of guilt, but I think that might be part of it because he was—he's kind of implicit in the in the destruction of Bama. You know what I mean? He right. Was, he was unable to help save his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happened. Yeah. But he's, I mean, you know, there, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that's here in the text per se, as I would no. tell my, you know, but 
Um, but I like that his demise was sensed by every gargant, and now they're yeah. sort of a brooding melancholy mm-hmm. or a fear. Like it, it literally his death. They are so connected to one another that his death permanently changed their demeanors. Yeah, and now. After decades go by, the bigger, well, and this is funny because orcs, the longer, the the more you fight, the more you scrap, the bigger you get, right? Right. I mean, that's the thing. That's the whole. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. And here, the biggest, toughest ones, they're starting to grow. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's part of the realm, you know, part of their very nature, you know, because I mean, that's always sort of been a, a, a... and an orc thing but it's also a bit of an ogre thing you know that yeah. they get bigger and tougher right. and well there's even some theory in here by the by the mega gargants of why that's happening it's like there's there's, a, there's a, there always needs to be like a world titan you know it's part it kind of says that in here it's kind of like you know there, there they about replaced be, imnog because yeah. what happened to imnog after he got drunk and threw up did he did, i forget did he die I, or was he killed, or is he just I asleep? Think, I think he's asleep. Okay. I think he is asleep. I can't mm. remember, because he might yeah. be dead. It's a very good... I mean, they're, they're, Yeah, it's true. A lot of the World Titans died in the Realmgate Wars, and not just yeah. Bayamot, but some of them died before that. Like, yeah, yeah. Some of them had to be taken out when Chaos came in, because it was just like, ugh, these guys are a pain. Yeah. Um. So there has to be... You know, a world titan. I think it says in here. And so now that there isn't one, and that you know, they're just growing to replace it. And now they're yeah. saying like, whoever is gonna. So now there's like a challenge. Now that's uh, that's what the next episode, the next part of this, is Kragnos wakes up. Yeah. Right. Craig, yeah. So, so now it's like, well, whoever can slay Kragnos, he's gonna be the next. You know. Uh, world type, you know, or the yeah, the, the, next, the, the next killing Kragnos is that's yeah. a stretch, but okay, yeah. yeah, you know, um, it's yeah, but it's it's it is kind of nuts that they have this idea. Plus, once the Necroquake happens, and then Alariel does her spell, that mm-hmm. the the great stomp, the drum beat from the you know from the realm the realms now all of the sons of Bayamot are moving towards Gur. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, putting all of them in one place is more dangerous than you might think. You might only see a couple of them going together at a time, but getting them all together in one place where they can talk and where they can get together and, and be what they are is super dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. The, the greatest stomp is the whole thing where you know, Kragnos is released. He would never be Bayamot. He didn't even have feet. And that like it says that here. <laughs> yeah. Cause not every Gargant was approving of Kragnos. Cause a lot of them saw him doing that and saw that he was Bayamot reborn. He must be. Look at the destru- look at the look at the massive destruction he can cause just by existing. He must be Bayamot reborn. And the other one's like, he don't even have feet. How could he be Bayamot? <laughs> I mean, Stompin' is literally a huge deal and oh, one yeah. of their major attacks is stomping how can that mm-hmm. guy stomp he doesn't even, have, even feet. have feet that's what's <laughs> up with that hoops get out of here yeah to treat him as such as a betrayal of their ancestor mm-hmm. and king broad is he's a traditionalist yeah and he doesn't mind kragnos because kragnos hates sigmar right and he hates 
well, he hates civilization, therefore hates Sigmar. And, oh, look, I hate Sigmar. Right. So Kragnos ain't all bad. <laughs> yeah, but I think he could, he could, he'd be okay if Kragnos wasn't around. Oh, no, he doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where as long as Kragnos is attacking Sigmar, mm-hmm. it, it, it ain't bad. But he knows he's eventually going to have to get up to putting him out if he's going to be. Yeah. Because he does seem to think that he is the one who's going mm-hmm. to be the next yeah. world titan, which would be great. Right. And, okay, I didn't expect a lot of story with ramifications for the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's that, that's a good point. Yes, I guess that's what it. I guess that's mm-hmm. if I'm going to vocalize what surprised me in this book. Yeah. That's it. Was it's, it's almost like, yeah. You're almost setting like, up more. Mm-hmm. The the I guess the setting uh-huh. got got pushed along a little bit with this book. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or Which at is least, something. Go ahead. Something something we did not see in the Lumineth book. No, the Lumineth book basically told us what the, the well it told us what we knew up to that last series of books when the Techless yeah. book and the Marathi book came out the yeah. only thing we got we did get you know 20 minutes into the future we got the aftermath and how it has affected Techless yes. yes we did yes but that's about it whereas here mm-hmm. we not only get their their culture but this like oh these are our plans now that this right. has happened mm-hmm. right you know yeah, we haven't seen that in a couple of books. Right. So, yeah. Um, Bama, and, and of course now the all the Dawn Crusades are coming out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sons of Bayamut don't like this. Of course not. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody likes this. But it's so funny because they do. <laughs> apparently, even though they do get together in these groups now, they're very territorial. And when mm-hmm. you're 100 feet tall, your territory is huge. Yeah. So anytime they show see, up, yeah. yeah. Anytime they show up, it's like, wait, this is my place. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make for an almost, as it puts it, an almost constant stream of food was marching right to your door. <laughs> yeah. So great. <laughs> it just uh, kind of makes you wonder why these Dawnbringer Crusades keep doing it. They should just be like, you know what? This is dumb. We just keep getting slaughtered by everyone. We hate this. Well, what do they say? Only 10% of them actually survive? I guess, yeah, but the, the 10%, this, is like a, this is like a pretty low number, I think. Right, but what are you going to do? We've got to take the land back from chaos. We have to. I mean, you can't. Yeah. When you think about it, and this is one of the things that always shocks me when you read it, is the forces of order. Yeah. And, I, I mean, maybe not even just the forces of order. The non-chaos forces, I would say. Mm-hmm. Can actively control about ten percent of the mortal realms. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Sigmar fought the Realm Gate Wars mm-hmm. to come back and push back on chaos. And yes, we're pushing back on chaos. And but mm-hmm. there's a lot of land, and chaos still reigns supreme in. Well, I mean, it's that or nobody owns. It's just empty. Yeah. But still, the fact that it's empty and it's been corrupted and it has not been taken back mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a lot is, of stuff this it's place, a lot of area yeah yeah like, it's just maybe the only exception to that is gur right because maybe that wasn't as rampaged by right i'm chaos I, right yeah. and you know in the realm of death you know uh uh nagash has managed to keep a hold on a lot of his yep. territory yeah but 
for the most part, even mm-hmm. with that, it's like, you know, and of, obviously they're not in the realm of, they're not in Sigmar's realm at all. They're right. not in Azir. But the other places, it's yeah, up to 90%. Up to, yeah, like Akshi is bad, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like the worst one, right? Yeah. The realm of life is still, I mean, Alariel has been pushing back, but it was it was almost completely taken over at one point, yeah. which means their pushback is yeah. still... Right. Ulgu, I, we don't know about. Right, but we don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how little, and they have to. It's like we have to keep trying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not forty k grim dark, mm-hmm. but there's echoes of that here. Yeah, where it's yeah. just oh, we are so beset on all sides. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see, like in the next order book. I'm I'm guessing. Which will be the the next cities of Sigmar one? There'll be a lot of a lot of story moving forward because it's going to be all about the Dawnbringer Crusades, you know. So basically, we're going to get more pro Sigmar propaganda. I would think so. <laughs> I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's see what do we got here. Because um, I want to get through the rest of this storytelling in the next twenty minutes or so. I'd like to try to get just through all the storytelling. Take our, or actually, you know what? You might have to take a bit of a break because there's not a ton of actual army stuff. So let's. Uh, well, we've been going about forty-five minutes. Let's uh, let's see, land of titans, and then the history, and then. Basically, it's the the lore behind the each type. So you know what? Let's mm-hmm. just cover this quick land of titans part here, and then we'll take yeah. a break. Yeah, it, yeah, because it's got my favorite part on it. Go for it, man! <laughs> so it's like the the little box out. On the, the creepers. The creepers. Like what the heck? So yeah, let's. Well, we'll cover up to the creepers and then take that. Um, Gargantkind's capacity for slumber is legendary, and in places these titans have become indistinguishable features of the land. Crusted over by parasitic mud. I love that because yeah. in Gur, so like, yeah, everything goes after you. Yeah, so they're like sleeping for years. Yeah, I mean, long enough that the ground itself has just not only covered them, mm-hmm. but now they're indistinguishable from the land. Your, your tales of you're going over into a cave and it's actually, yeah, a, a, a gargant's mouth, a gargant's mouth. You know, a, a huge cave, or mm. or where you're on, a, you're climbing a hill, and it's actually you know a knuckle. Yeah, from a gar. It's like, oh man. Yeah, um, I like that they're natural vandals, leaving trails of destruction wherever <laughs> they go. Yeah, and uh, it says. What is it? Uh, Imnog's Trample, a series of impossibly vast craters believed by the Gargans to have been created by their grandfather, is a holy site to many stomps. And they, uh, it's ringed by stacks of crude tribute. And their floors are used to stage religious ceremonies taking the form of immensely idiotic and dangerous games. <laughs> I love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They don't say what they are, but no, just they don't even bother. Just leave that one. And you know what? That one is best left to the imagination. <laughs> Nothing they yeah. explain is going to be as fun as just in my head. Idiotic yeah. and dangerous. That's what they are. Idiotic <laughs> and dangerous games. Um, and they hate the bad moon, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. Is that is that what the bad moon is? It's this. Oh it's no, it's the, not. I'm sorry. That was something else. I was reading the wrong thing. That was uh, that was in our, our last episode. The LRL mm-hmm. loathe 
Uh, yeah. Even though they like light, they hate the light from the bad moon. Yeah, this one is the the Gersh moons. Yes. Noral half-eaten, closest its brother Coptus. The sky is cast of bloody red and waves of strange bestial magic smother the land. And some guardians believe this to be the evil eye of Gorka Morka fixing on them after they fail to avenge Bayamet. Like, whoa. A curse that can only be appeased by trashing upstart civilization. Yeah. This civilization thing is a fad. It is not going to catch on. I'm not <laughs> going to allow it. Yeah. And then the next part is like the little box out about the incarnates because I got to throw that in there. Yep. To, ju- to justify the existence of incarnates. The metaphysics of it is irrelevant to Bayamot's children. All they care <laughs> yeah. about are the pieces of Gur's soul and that they are formidable fighters. Right. <laughs> All right, let's cover it. Okay, tell people about the Creepers, my friend. So the Creepers, I was not expecting this. So oh. on King Broad's model, right, uh-huh. are these little these little critters. And they're like like up on his shoulders and they're like in like his clothes. You can see them when you look at the picture of King Broad. Yep. They're kind of like on his little helmet and like, you know. So it says the caverns in which the gargants make their lairs are far from uninhabited. So the grots rule, you know, most of that. But there's these other lesser known race of troglodytes are called the creepers. <laughs> it says the origin of these odious little monsters is unknown. It was undoubtedly highly unpleasant. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so these creepers are like these little these little guys that hang out in these deep caverns and they are the ones and they're blind. They live in the dark so long that they are now blind. Yeah. So these are the guys who like braid the hair of the gargants and give them tattoos. And, you know, because I'm sure people were like wondering, like if these gargants are so dumb, like who the heck shaves them and like braids their hair and like cuts their mustaches and gives them tattoos and trims their toenails and, all this and it's these guys. <laughs> yes. These, these creepers. So it's like, oh my gosh. Then it kind of like gives them a little bit of zest here and says they have a little bit of ambition where they want to be outside. And they actually have a king who swore eternal vengeance on Sigmar after a stormcast accidentally squashed a juicy pear he had stolen to eat later. <laughs> okay. Not only that, <laughs> but Okay, they see the gargants, and this is first of all they they are they're artists these creepers, which is yeah. why they like to braid the hair and paint yeah. their bodies like artists. Like wow, okay. They eat the parasites in the guy's flesh because these guys mm-hmm. don't bathe or clean up, so you right. know they've yep. just got filth and fermunda yeah. cheese and just all sorts of nasty growing on them. Yeah. Um. So they feed off them. They see now. Okay, we look at a gargant, we're terrified, right? Yeah, you run or you die. Mm-hmm. These guys look at them and they are holy steeds sent by their strange subterranean <laughs> gods, and they want yeah. to ride a gargant mount to battle. Yeah, a gargant mount. <laughs> That's what it says in the bot. Yeah, in the thing. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is some of the just dopiest and yeah. most wonderful bit in this book. Yeah, I think so. It says, in turn, some gargants are willing to let the critters ride upon them to war. If they even notice their presence. Yeah. But so that does explain the paint and the braiding and all of that stuff. It's like these guys are artists. They're going to keep. Well, you know what? If you have a horse, you're going to. You're gonna braid its yeah. mane. You're gonna you're gonna brush it. You're gonna keep it clean. Right, because you don't want to die from like. 
disease. You don't want, yeah, and, you don't want it to get sick. You don't want it to get all mangy or whatever. Right. So yeah, so they they keep their mounts pretty. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I buy it. Yeah. So think about Dumbest. like. <laughs> It's so crazy. <laughs> so you think about like you know the the giant like blue whales in the ocean. You know, they got all those remoras like attached to them, and all the right. You know the you know all the little birds that pick the skin clean of like the yeah you know, the hippopotamuses and rhinoceroses and all that stuff. That's what these guys are. That's what they are because the biggest things don't have the necessarily the ability to clean themselves or right. the desire. Yeah. So you've got I mean, natural yeah. symbiotic relationship here. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't even notice that they're there. <laughs> uh, we've talked about, oh, you know, we'll, you know, uh, we've talked about Gur plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can skip over yeah. the explanation of of the lands of Gur. When yep. we come back, we'll do the uh, the history yep. pages. Uh, like I said, it'll be the history pages, and then, um. Well, we can skip Kragnos again because his story hasn't changed either. Right. Uh, but then we can cover the, well, the six different units in the book. Mm-hmm. Because there's six. <laughs> six units. So, all right. We'll be right back. Yep. There's always something happening at Krognards. That's right, friends. Krognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night there is always something going on i just can't tell you enough about grognards why because they're awesome because they're fantastic and because they are the best friendly local gaming store that i know of so do yourself a favor come on down to grognards in roselle illinois if you can't get down to grognards give them a call they do mail order they do shipping You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. We are back. Here we are. All right, so let's uh, let's let's finish the lore. Lots of little tidbits in the history. Um, oh, here tales. That's right. Tales recount how Imnog was slain by Sigmar. This being the first of the Hammer God's crimes against the Gargant race. Yeah, there you go. I think he was slain by the same bolts, the twelve bolts that was they got Bayamot with. Yeah. Well. And if I recall correctly, this is back when Sigmar was sort of taming the lands. This uh-huh. is way. This was before. This was not Rome Gate Wars. This was Age of. Yeah, it is. It's in the Age of Myth stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like Imnog died before uh, Bayamot and and well, obviously before Bayamot and Gorkamorka became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that's that goes here. Um, it it falls to Sigmar and his companion Dracothi. That's right. The, the Sigmar got Gorka Morka. Uh, that's right because Dracotoa, the the living mountain, yep, had covered him up, and when he freed him, Gorka Morka was not happy that he needed to be freed. Right. So his first reaction was to punch the guy who saved him in the face, which right. led off to the eleven day battle. Yeah, he knocks out Dracothian. Yep. And then, yeah, they have an 11-day battle, yeah. At which, at the end, they just laugh because they've pretty much exhausted themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talks about the First Great War. Um, oh, the ti- here we go. The ones who remained in the Harmonious Velt, the ones who remained in the land of the realm of, of life, begin to display a greater intellect than their fellows, as well as a basic morality. Taking up residence on the floating isle of the Great Green Torque, they form accords with the mortals of the lands below, becoming known as the Sky Titans. There you go. They raise the Temple of Torcrania atop the sleeping god beast Brow, its pillars carved with scenes of the world titan's deeds. Mm -hmm. Um, So these these are just regular gargants. Yeah, they're still, yeah, I guess they're still regular gargants, yeah. Yeah. These are the guys who make, like, yeah. Because there's no mega gargants yet, are there? Mm, no. no. Um, you know, the, they talk about the first wall, which we've talked about before, going from one end of the mortal realms to the other, spitting over the edge, turning around and going back. Mm-hmm. Um, paid in blood, the story with the vampire, oh, is a yeah. funny story. <laughs> that is pretty funny. He figures if he could feed off of this, he'd have an unending supply of blood if he could just turn one, and it did not work. Well, he kills two of them. Yep. Drains them from, drains two gargants, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, uh, <laughs> the third guy bites him in <laughs> Yeah, and it's not, okay, so he eats the vampire, then... He, he, any grief he feels is overcome when he gives a belch and unintentionally releases a gout of necromantic energy. <laughs> Clattering and shuddering, the skeletons screw around the cave, stagger to their feet, staring expectantly at him. Blinking at this new development, his mind slowly turns toward Werikar's castle in the distance. It will need a new boss, after all. <laughs> That's, so, is, so is he a vampire? I, but I, I don't. I mean, he ate the... I don't know if he's been infected with that necromantic energy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But apparently he can control skeletons now, which... Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm interested in that bit of story. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, King Broad, yeah. basically, he, you know, he is king of the Gargant clans. He mm-hmm. is going to defend... Yeah, Bayamot. all... Yeah, all ba- yeah, he's like the... He's sort of Bayamot's standard bearer now. Uh-huh. Anything that anybody ever did to Bayamot, he's going to avenge it. Yes, and that is, he, he sees it. He uh, Azir is saved, but King Broad witnesses the death of his god, Bayamot, up close, mm-hmm. even as he grieves in a biting hatred of Sigmar, takes root in his heart. Yep. Um, uh, so the age of Sigmar now. Yep. And just like, you know, there's a bunch of stories in here about... Yeah, um... There is the thing where they talk about how, uh, what's her name? Lady Olinder. Oh, yeah. She comes in with the night haunt and causes and, and kills a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the Muggy Gargants can't fight them. Their, their feet and their weapons just pass right through them. 
Right, and I guess the one of the Gargan warlords, what's his name, Lord Skybiter, mm-hmm. Lady Olinder touches him and he turns into rose petals. Yeah. Like she literally right. just transforms him. Yeah. And the Gargans are like, oh my. Mm-hmm. And they actually get a little bit afraid, and as we know, you can't, uh, ethereal creatures like the Night Haunt have to be killed either by magical weapons or by the faith that you're you, you got to have faith it's like mm-hmm. fighting vampires and stuff yeah, and, you know right. you, you know um and as they become afraid they become more susceptible mm-hmm. and it basically um you get to a point where they do manage to smash them and they realize right. that as long as hey wait a minute we're big yeah they're tiny little ghosts we can kill them yeah you have to have yeah you have to have belief which yeah. is what you know they learned that from the that what that's that Drakfoot War Clan, where if you take that faction, that's the those are the guys who you can't take ward saves against their attacks. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you take the Drakfoots, right, that that goes all to that stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like how they also call it like the uh, the Gargants. They they have a different name for the Soul Wars. They call them the Soul Wars. S O L E. I thought that was cute. <laughs> of course they do, because they keep hearing <laughs> soul wars. And they're like, yeah. uh, uh, they have war on the feet. Yeah, war makes on the sense. <laughs> um, Kragnos as soon as as soon encountered by the Gallant Stomp, led by the notorious Huge Thargo, mm-hmm. uh, and when him and his friends are just just easily dispatched. Yeah, his uncle. Durko Whalebiter quickly pledges himself to Kragnos. Kragnos tolerates these guys. They are big. They hate society. Mm-hmm. They don't build societies. They just live off the land. So yeah. he tolerates them. Yeah. In the game, can Kragnos one-shot a Mega Gargan? He probably can. I think that the rules are anything that would one-shot a Mega Gargan would... Oh, without, well, that's I'm, without I'm, wounds. I'm just, I'm just saying doing 35 wounds to one. Can they do that? He probably can. I haven't looked at Kragnos' rules. Let's see. He's got... Now, if everything goes through, his yeah. Dread Mace has a potential to do 24 wounds. Yeah. His Tusk Breaker has a potential for another nine, so that's 33. Yeah. And then at full strength, 12 from yeah. the hooves. So 45. Yeah, so potentially, yes, if I everything his, went his, through. Well, his big thing is his rampaging destruction rule. So when he charges a monster on a two up, uh, yeah. So if you pick a monster within one, you roll 2d6 on a seven, nothing happens. On any other roll, he, take, he takes a number of mortal wounds. Equal to the score of the score, dice. Yeah. Multiplied together. Right. Oh, that's right. So that ramp, yeah, the rampaging destruction, he yeah. could do. He could drop 36 wounds. Yeah, he could do 36 mortal wounds on the charge. Yeah. So, yeah, he could. I saw that, I saw that in a battle report once. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ugh. Cracked and just flattened like, it was like a bloodthirst or something like that. Just <laughs> yeah, see, that gets, that gets... That gets wonky after all. I mean, I granted, I get, I mean, he is basically an, another god on the field. That's just yeah. so yeah. devastating. <laughs> yeah. So devastating. It seems kind of broken, but then yeah. again, it, it, I mean, the odds of rolling double sixes are one in 36. Yeah, true. 
true. But it, I mean, I guess to kill a bloodthirster with that is the, not that hard to do. He bloodthirsters would have twelve wounds or fourteen wounds. Yeah, right, they, they ain't that hard to kill. But remember, the odds drop to one in twelve to do thirty wounds or more. That's true. Yeah. You know, it goes from one in thirty-six just to double sixes. But a five yeah. and a six or double yeah. sixes. Yeah, I mean, heck. When you get down to fours, that suddenly becomes a much easier number to hit, right? Without uh, any of that other stuff. So, because uh, yeah, I guess on the because I guess on the flip side, a mega guardian can pretty much smoke Kragnos in one round. If if they if they get it off correctly, yes, Kragnos yes, has a lot of a lot of he, defense. He has eighteen wounds and a two up save. See, that's the thing. The two-up save is bananas. But, of course, that drops to fours against almost everything they have, sometimes fives. Yeah. I mean, they do have two and three rend yeah. each with this yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, and, and his super stuff is against magic, not mm-hmm. not just them punching him in the face. So That'd be a good battle, actually. That'd be kind of fun to see. Yeah, it could. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, I like when King Broad when when uh, this he he goes and finds Gordrak and tells him you yeah I want to go through here. Or it says he demands to be let through the Maw Gate or else Gordrak will face his club. The fist of Gore quickly tells Bayamut's champion where he can stick that club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they fought, right? No, uh, this is where uh, actually uh, Gordrak knows he must be cunning as well as brutal and so he proposes the plan where he's going to go and they're going to go smash into the eight points and Broad can go back home to the swath and lay waste to the crusaders there mm-hmm. and that'll force Sigmar's armies to divert their energies so his plan is to split them up by going to attack in two different places and because it was a plan against Sigmar yeah King Broad's cool King Broad went along with it yeah but, but Gordrak and Kragnos did fight. Oh yeah, Kragnos beat the crap out of him. Right, and <laughs> so that's why he follows him now. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's looking for a way to become the biggest and the baddest. Yeah, but yeah, he, he yeah yeah. In fact, yeah, he made quick work of Gortrak, which yeah, he did. Yeah, I felt I was like, oh wow, that's okay. the one. That's that's the work. He gets knocked off of. His mount, right? Yeah, and then he and he smashes the mount, and the mount was like, "I'm not fighting against him." Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, gargants are tri- gargant tribes are known as catastrophes. A catastrophe of gargants. <laughs> yeah, you can have a school of fish and a pack of dogs and a, a you know a clouder of cats. A catastrophe of gargants. Yeah. Um. They just call themselves Stomps. Mm-hmm. The leader is the big heel. Yeah, the big heel. Under the heel is is his leaders, and then you got your foot slagas and the toes, uh, which are the regular gargants. Right. That's just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Although that that picture on that on that page, that's like that's like three thousand points worth of. Oh yeah, that yeah. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> when it, when an actual stomp goes out, any of these pictures, yeah, these are three and four thousand point armies, right? Minimum in the pictures. You are never going to get to play one of these unless you are playing a mega battle, right? It's, how, much, <laughs> how, much, how much how much money would that cost you? Like a, 
I don't know how much. I mean, are, what are they like a buck and a half for something for like broad, that? I think so. Yeah. If you want to get one of each flavor, that's seven fifty. Gosh, and then at least three of the small ones, which come mm-hmm. in a pack, and I think the three are they come in a two pack. I think actually, I, I don't remember. I don't remember if they come in a two pack or a three pack, but they ain't mm-hmm. cheap either. So yeah. yeah, if you want to get one of each type of these, that's my biggest problem was as I looked at this and said, how would I build a list? It's like I because. You gotta pick, yeah. Because you have to go one way or the other, right? And I don't want to pick. I don't want to make five, and <laughs> yes. I'm not certain which ones are. And it, I'm not looking for which one is the best. I'm looking for which one is going to be sort of fun to play and work as an army. Because yeah. when you got four models, I'd like them to at least be able to interact and have some sort of <laughs> synergy. Yeah. And honestly, the one that seemed to do it the best, and we'll get into that later, uh, at least as far as having synergies and things that, that work to what they do, mm-hmm. is the... Uh, what are they? Is it um, not the Gatebreaker? Uh, the Beast Smasher. Yeah, he's the new guy. Yeah, the Beast Smasher, because uh, his stuff works really, like, especially if there's a lot of monsters on the table. When this place mm-hmm. was monster crazy, him and some uh, just basic gargants could be uh, make a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, just how do you make him? He's in the list. He's in the box. You but, can. He wasn't in the he wasn't the original one of the original three. Were there only three? Yeah, there was the War Stomper, the Kraken Eater, and the Gatebreaker. Right, they were the original three. Yeah. So now and you then, got a couple of new. Sp- literally, the box has new sprues. When I look out, because I that's the first thing I did was took out the okay took out the instructions to see mm-hmm. if this was just King Broad. And no, you can build any of these. From okay. that, I think you could build him. Uh, you know, when we take a when we take our next commercial break, I'll run and grab the the instructions on how to build and make sure that the fifth one is in there. I yeah. forgot that the fifth one wasn't one before; that there was only three. Yeah, I think the, the Beast Smasher is the new one. Yeah, and I totally forgot about him, honestly, because I I kind of forgot about this army once I realized it was going to be three to ten models, and they all are basically the same model. I just kind of. <laughs> I will admit, and I'm and I'm still not a fan of the army. Although I love the lore on this, the lore mm-hmm. on this makes me almost want to play them. Almost, yeah, right. I mean, it would be so easy to build and paint this army. Oh up. yeah, I yeah. mean, it's literally. It it's kind of feels t- like to me the only reason you, I don't know, and I hate to say, it, the only reason you play Sons of Bama is because you just want to, you just want to. I guess that's the whole point of the army is you just want to stomp people. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I mean, that's literally the point of this army is to stomp people. But you're not wrong, though. And I mean, reason, I, yeah, I don't know. Reason... I don't know that I don't. I, I didn't check the meta watch where they're how they're doing. I'm assuming they do OK. Yeah. But it is. It's it's this is a very I used to I used to feel like ogres would just push them forward and they mm-hmm. can be just push them forward and punch. Yeah. These guys even more so. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally all they do. <laughs> that's all they do. Like if you get fancy, you can get the Kraken eaters uh like you can get a guy's a magic spell. Yeah. Sons of Bayamet are fifth. See, okay, so they do do well because that's what they just come forward and a lot of people don't have an answer for destroying taking out 40 wounds. Right. Uh, uh on the thing, you know, it's just it gets crazy. All right, so uh, okay, 
let's cover this quick story before we get into their lore. Um, how did they become mercenaries? <laughs> yeah. They learned the secrets of mercenary work from the ogres. When a man-eater company known as the Gut Stuffers arrived in Thondia to search for a potential paymaster, the Grug Brothers, a trio of especially surly gargans hailing from the Gurish hinterlands, watched on in puzzlement. Intrigued, they began to follow the Gut Stuffers, picking up tips of the trade as they sold their services to humans, greenskins, and fellow ogres. By temporarily swallowing their pride and pummeling whatever they were told to pummel, they would never grow hungry again mm-hmm. they call this their great secret now here's where this story is just wonderful <laughs> they call it the great secret listen we got it in on this we're not gonna tell anybody right yeah. what's the first thing they do this tell everybody a, yeah, this lasted a week <laughs> they are yeah. boastful by nature and they're little inclined to keep secrets so they started bragging about their genius discovery and <laughs> everybody else started doing it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the great secret lasted a week Uh, Even in the era of the beast Isolated Dawnbringer outpost Recognize it's better to have a local Gargant On side whenever possible If only to prevent other enemies Potential enemies from hiring him Underneath you It really has become get these guys on retainer Yeah While they do not accrue culture As eagerly as their ogre mates Gargants are curious creatures If they see something that intrigues them they may well take it to heart. Um, it does say that gargants who sell themselves to chaos armies are often touched by their malignancy. Yeah. Uh, among a race renowned for its belligerence, those who side with the undead are a strange and... Ta- so, like, when you work with the undead, it says your skin gets... Saggy and saggy pale, and, pale yeah. and you stop. You're not loud and talkative. You become mm-hmm. quiet, like the undead. That's right. interesting. It's interesting. Like the the gargants seem to take on the attributes of the things that they're around. Yes, because and it said they're very in tuned. The, like, well, the the world titans were very in tuned with the land, and yeah. this is an attribute that seems to have mm-hmm. followed with them. Um, those who side with chaos. Um. They're yeah. not so much hired as revered by them because they slowly start taking on the mm-hmm. chaos attributes. They change and mutate. And there's a story about a guy who gets like an extra head. Yep. The extra and, then, head guess, and then that head tells him where to go to like find food and stuff. He's like, cool. And then he like starts to grow like more heads and tentacles and extra limbs. And mm-hmm. now he's like, now he's like a revered like figure by like for like the zinch followers that trail him around well know? and it is that yeah the chaos worshipers will start you know putting war paint on them and get permission to put on war paint but they are painting sigils and stuff which is then mm-hmm. corrupting them yeah and so they become more and more like them and king broad hates gargants yeah. who work for as he sees yeah. them start to change partially because as chaos does it starts <sighs> whispering in their ears that Bayamot sucks Right. He failed. That guy's dumb. You were good to let him die. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does it say here? Uh, that he was unworthy. He didn't use his strength to break the smaller races like he should have, which is mm-hmm. why they're a problem now. The small races are a problem because right. your dad sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they listen to that. And that infuriates Broad. Yeah. Which is so great. Would, like, honestly, yeah. he's a pretty cool new character. I think he is cool. I think he can, he can be reasoned with by bringing you know, a leader, 
a, a leader who has an idea and a plan because in the last book they were just roaming packs yeah. of nomadic right. uh, you know dis- they were destruction on legs right and now it's it's different mm-hmm. uh the idea that they're going to keep growing that at some point we may have an ultra gargant Oh, that'd be crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. That someone's going to take, uh, it's just cool. Mm-hmm. Um, those who have spoken to Broad describe him as a weary soul burdened by grief, an unnerving sight for Gargan's struggle with any emotion deeper than anger. Yeah. So here, he's the old man, and he's just tired, and he's upset. Um. Prod is the king of the sprawl clans. His relative intelligence must have come from the blessings of the dormant god beast. That's true. He is more intelligent than mm-hmm. his brethren, too. Yeah. He says it says he was born old. <laughs> I that was funny. Uh yeah, and then they basically he agreed to take the fight to chaos when it was explained to him what Arcan was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But he was there trying to save his dad. And whether he, I don't, this is the thing. I don't know if he realizes it was necessary or not. You know, Mm. he was close at hand to witness Bayamot at last shake off his stupor and rise. And when the great bolts struck to murder the God beast, he could do nothing but watch helplessly. There might be some guilt in there. You might be right. Yeah. That he was fighting to wake him up and he failed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they does he it. understand that he was corrupted? Was it a vis- Were there any visible signs of that of what Arcan well, did to him? I think the I think Sigbar explained it to him. Like, well, yeah, this is what, yeah, this is what we have to do because he is corrupted by chaos. He's like, okay, but Broad looks at this and said, "You didn't kill Bayamot back when you fought with Gorka Morka, mm-hmm. right?" You didn't kill right. Bayamot then, so you yeah. waited until you snuck him. You sucker punched him while he was still asleep. Yeah. You know, he's starting mm-hmm. to wake up, and you did that. And it's, this is, and it says he disappeared for decades after that, coming back at the end of the Soul Wars, which is convenient <sighs> for our story because we haven't seen him in all of the Soul well, Wars yeah. or anything that happened so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now swollen to an imposing stature. And I like how these guys, the the, the more they fight, the big, like you said, they're kind of like, yeah, orcs in a, in a bit of a way that you yeah. know. Um, uh, he shows up, grabs a bunch of smaller guys, and he's bigger, so he's right, and they go off and start attacking Sigmarite towns. Right, right. Um, some sliver of Bayamot's soul does cling to Broad. It says in here, this that is truth to that, lending him strength when invoked through displays of brutality. Mm-hmm. And in the era of the beast, he's more active than ever. Um, I love it. Few would deny the aid of the weather-beaten elder for an inst- on an instinctive level. They recognize the destiny that follows him. Right. So, yeah, he joins stomps. Like, he doesn't actually always lead them either. Sometimes there's a stomp going towards a sig- What's going on? We're going to smash that city. I'm in. I hate these cities. Yeah. And the, and nobody questions him. They're like, sure, come on. You, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, and he's, it, he's got good rules, too. He's Because like, he's a... Oh, yeah. He's a priest, right? Mm-hmm. And it says here, not until he has ripped Sigmar's limbs off one by one and torn down his celestial palace will he consider their grievance settled. 
<laughs> he's got to literally pull. It's it, and considering their size, he's like he's gonna be pulling the wings off a fly here. Yeah. So, um, uh, and apparently in the in the little box here that uh, Broad has gone in there. Broad has gone back to Torcrania. Yeah, which like I love the land of the cranium, the land of the skull, where they built the the place on top yeah. of the. Yeah, it's like Castle Skull is what this called. Tor, right? Yeah, is that that's the word for castle. Mm-hmm. Crania, which would be like a you know skull castle, a skull castle, castle gray skull. <laughs> you fools! <laughs> I will get King Broad to do my bidding. Maybe that's what he. Maybe that's where. Uh, Nagash's <laughs> ultimate weapon is I must crack go. into Castle Grayskull to get my <laughs> ultimate weapon, you fools! <laughs> oh, that would be so dumb. Please don't do that, Games Workshop. Please don't make <laughs> Torcrania an important place for Nagash to have to go, because that will be bad. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Alright, so we got that Beast Smashers. Um, these guys... Uh, it says uh, they hear that the wah, the thumping, the great stomp going on in their head. A mm-hmm. uh, few of them turn a little weird. They rip, they rip tusks off monstrous corpses and strap them to their backs. Yeah. Um, okay, so beast smashers, the guys who just want to beat up bigger <laughs> monsters, are unnerving even to their friends. Now, do they all jam a skull into one of their eye sockets? Oh yeah, I don't know because it seems like they all have one, and when you, I don't, I, I, I kept going back and looking. Does it say anything about them doing that? No, it just says it does. Hmm. Their goal, their goal is basically slaughter all the great beasts. Which is, these guys feel that Gorka Morka talks to them probably more than any of the other ones. And honestly, you look at this, and they sound like orcs. Yeah, they sound like the savage orcs. You know. Hmm. Um. They're consistently looking for enemies on a bigger scale. It takes them everywhere. They re- they revere Gorka Morka more than other gargants, and um, they display a startling killer instinct. They seem to know how to fight things, uh, and this intuition, this knowledge of how to take apart their enemies goes against everything. Um, right. It says when they fight against the cockatrice, they will close their one good eye and just look through, look at them through the skull that they've shoved into the other eye socket. <laughs> However the heck that happens. Yeah, the skull hammered into the opposing socket to see in the realm of beast spirits. So they wow. can see through that at a spirit realm level. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, they just have instinctual ability to fight beasts, I guess. Yep. Which is cool. Uh, Kraken eaters, we've kind of known about. These are the guys who like. Uh, these are the guys who like treasure. Yeah, uh, and they don't eat uh, humans as often because they like the food that shows up at the bottom of the oceans. Yeah, they like so ocean they, food. Yeah, alapexes. Uh huh. Mirror whales, whatever these called, knifeback rays. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and they have a wild notion: not everything made by the pipsqueaks is worthless. They attempt to actually understand the contents of their hordes, and the cleverest have deduced that magic is a powerful force. They can't actually cast magic on their own. They are not wizards. However, it's funny if they could figure out how to make one of these things do magic and watch the surprise on the pipsqueaks' faces when they start throwing magic at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, war stompers. 
Uh, these are the guys who don't have they have, they still have the jump up and down rule. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like your classic. Yep. Bag this, of Gargan. Yeah, this is the classic, uh, the old school Warhammer giant turned into a Mega Gargant. Yeah. Uh, they find the largest brawls. They love a good scrap. They uh, Their passion for battle translates to a frightening degree of comprehension. Raw strength is usually enough to win the day. They have basic, uncanny understanding of tactics. They know when to pull back, when to fight. Some of them have even faked being more hurt than they are <laughs> to get in a good sucker punch on a big enemy. That's crazy and they love to teach it to the man crushers so those guys are starting to get a little tricksy yeah so these guys were the ones that were supposed to be like the evil ones right they're like these are the bad guys these are the evil ones you are know, they like, like the, well like the executioner hoods and all that no no stuff, no right? that's the uh gate breakers oh the gate break yes yes oh you saw about more war stompers yeah, we're talking yes. the war stompers yeah 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 yeah, yeah these yeah. guys are more often mercenaries uh regularly fight as chaos mercenaries mm-hmm. um and these are the ones, yeah, these are the ones who suddenly, they. Th- these are the guys who, like you said, they let the chaos guys put sigils on them and do their hair and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they get into the weird rituals of the pipsqueaks and yeah. all the other mega gargants are like, you're a weirdo. <laughs> this is like when, you know, this is like grown adults who on the regular actually enjoy little tiny children's tea parties. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's, you know what, that's, and that's how they look at it. You, you, you've been hooked by strange pipsqueak traditions and you're a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, or not finally, because we have two, we have the mega, uh, gate breakers and these are the guys yeah. who wear the hoods. Yes. Yeah. These are like the, yeah, these are, I always thought that these were like, yeah, like I was saying before, like these are like the guys who are lured by like necromancy and evil and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't um, they uh they have they are the the surliest the most temperamental uh and they have several motives first one is pragmatism they 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 because these are the guys who hate civilization more i mean outside of king broad mm-hmm. these are the general mega gargans these guys like smashing cities and first of all it's good eating there's a lot of food there uh, secondly, they hate civilization, much like King Broad. Thirdly, they know it was Sigmar who murdered Bamot and and Imnog, yeah. and they just want to keep tearing down his stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think it's interesting. They do talk about these are the guys who start to turn pale. Um, they have these cowls that look like executioners cowls like you pointed out mm-hmm. um it is not the only gift the un- like these the it is often given to them by their undead allies the ones who hire them right so they get these from there and they happen to soak up th- they're basically magical hoods but they're designed to soak up necromantic energy and by putting that on top of their heads yeah uh, basically, it, it it infuses them with that sort of undead stuff, makes them more malleable. This is how they start to get quiet. Mm-hmm. They don't eat as much. Their skin, like you said, grows pale and saggy. Like these guys are s- sort of dying from the inside, turning into creatures. Right. They leave their food laying around after the battle. It's like, Ugh. yeah. What's with the, what? Did he just leave? Yeah, I'm going to eat it, but that's <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. 
and then uh, big drug. Yep. Big drug four kick. He he doesn't like Nagash, which I think is awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah. These little stories are so much. Yeah, are they're so pr- funny. they're really funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, Manfred von Karstein was one of Drog's pay. He hired himself out to Manfred, recently mm-hmm. hired him to tear down New Lamian border forts. So when he went <laughs> to attack Neferata, well, we talked about that before. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah Big Drog Fort Kicka was one of the guys down there smashing things for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so funny. His true goal, says here, has always been to get close enough to Nagash to clobber him for no other reason than he can. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, yeah, he's he's mad and he's mad at the Lumineth because right. now he can't smash Nagash because Nagash is yeah. yeah, he's still reforming. Right. You've slowed down my plans. I'm mad at you. <laughs> All right, and then finally is the Man Crusher Gargant, um, which yep. is just basically it's the original giant model. Yeah. Um, which where I remember when that came out, everyone was like, "Oh man, this model is huge! This is the you know yeah. this is the biggest Games Workshop model ever." And like, oh wow, yeah, yep. yeah, they have upscaled a lot with their yeah. And now, now you need three of these things to right. Um, and they are considered <laughs> downright sociable by Gargan standards compared to their, because they don't need as much food and they're not necessarily as surly. Mm-hmm. I do like this, though. Uh, you know, they like to eat and drink and they are lazy. And if you remember, the old ones would constantly get drunk and fall over. In fact, right. falling over was a risk. You'd have to roll the dice whenever they did anything to see if they yeah. fell over. Yeah, I think if you rolled a double or something yeah. when they ran you had to yeah they would follow so gargans are now called man crushers although you could be an ale guzzler which basically means you're a drunk Mm -hmm. you're a lush you indulge too much in food and drink and not enough in fighting um when a suitably sized mega gargant goes by though and they start to hear the the drum beat in their head that all the other gargants are hearing this will at some point wake up most ale guzzlers who will then follow behind with all their food and stuff offering it up to them Mm -hmm. if they seem like too much of a drunk or if they make noise and wake them up when they're trying to take a nap they will usually get killed by the mega gargant (laughs) yeah but if the mega gargant doesn't kill them they come in there and they can be part of the battle, which is cool because eventually, basically, they dry up. Mm-hmm. They Ale Guzzler Gargants are looked down on as sort of losers and pathetic and bums yeah. and drunkards. And getting back into the, the, the spirit of being a Gargant and being out there and fighting and smashing, um, they don't have as much alcohol because obviously the, the, the heel is going to take it. Mm-hmm. So they don't get drunk, and they don't get, and they basically go back to being proper man crushers. Right. So that's kind of funny. Like when you hit rock bottom, and you're down on sk- <laughs> yeah. and you're on you're on Skid Row, just Gargan laying there Skid drunk. Row, yeah, Gargan Skid Row, wherever uh, that. <laughs> but they wind up, and I think that's the coolest thing is they wind up then stopping being drunkards yeah. on Gargan Skid Row because they're. Uh, you know, they they get back to being proper fighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just so I guess theoretically, once they hear the call of, you know, the whatever that call is, I guess these even the man crookers could they grow? 
yes. become Mega Gargants? Like, well, they can, right? Well, yes, because Mega Gargants were band crushers originally. Right. right. So, yeah, and that's the thing. Any any one of them can become a proper a proper Mega Gargant and yeah. eventually become, uh, you know, basically any one of them could become the next World Titan. Right. You just have to, I mean, King Broad would argue that they don't have a chance, it's only him. But uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that. So that's everything. But Now, mm-hmm. before we take another break, and we're going to get into the rules here, mm-hmm. um, I do want to point out real quick that after we hit the lore, we hit the painting guides. Um, I really like in here, they do, uh, and they didn't used to do this, and they have been doing it now with other books, but this is one of the few where you look at it, and it's really... Uh, it's it's and it's in all the pictures too. You can see it. Lots of different skin tones. Yeah, there's tons of different ones in here. There are dark skin tones. We've got black uh, mega gargants. We've got white mega gargants. Mm-hmm. We've got possibly Asian mega gargants. Like they've all got different skin tones. You know, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a it's a pretty good guide. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. guide. Um, the fungal toenails, the algae encrusted toenails. Yeah. Like it's gross, but it's. Like if I painted them, those fungal toenails—you've seen pictures like that. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they're gross. But th- that's like, oh, that's interesting. That's a great way. The the very all the different cloth variants and the mm-hmm. many ways to uh, just patch it together, not have it all be one color. Yeah, um, this is all. And then keep in mind, this is a pr- this is pretty much all classic painting yeah. methods here. I don't think there's any. If there, if there is any, yeah, there's some contrast mentions in but here. There's but there's a lot of mixing of paints and cover yeah. with this, and then it, it, there's a lot of base, shade, highlight, and then yeah. and then yeah. picking out the you know the 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 mini parts. There's a lot of yeah. your traditional paint styles yeah. in here. Could Plus, you could you, dry, could you dry brush a gargant? I suppose you could. Ah. Uh, could you slap chop him? I don't know. <laughs> I suppose you could. I mean, he. But the thing is, they're such huge, and they're not at flat spaces because the skin's wrinkly. Mm-hmm. But it's still. Yeah. I. I don't know how great that would look. Uh, I'm certain you could. However, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back and run through all of the uh, rules, and yeah. then try to wrap this up. Okay. Cool. We'll yep. be back. Finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. 
And we are back. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. All right. So here we are. We've had three commercials. And we're, and we're just starting the war section, which is weird for just about everything. But by the same token, it's not because there's six units in this game. Right. So let's now let's just let's do this because they've got your general stuff for the whole army, which is on two pages. Mm-hmm. And then there's four types of tribes. Mm-hmm. And we'll, let's discuss um, what we'll do is we'll go over the general. Then we'll discuss what all the Mega Gargans have in common. And then we'll okay. discuss each Mega Gargan specialty along with their own tribe abilities. Yeah. So that because I think that's the best way to do this, because if you just look at all the abilities and then go that way, it's 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 just going to get confusing mm-hmm. because honestly, and I went through this and I did check it out of the four non King broad mega gargants. OK, mm-hmm. if you look at them, they all have the exact same rules. Oh, in, in yeah. fact, except they all have two extra rules. In fact, even King broad, he's literally. They all have the same rules. He himself only has two extra rules. Right. Okay. I mean, he's got a, he's, they have slightly different weapons and things like that. Obviously, he's going to be better than them, but their general rules, and I think there's seven of them that they have that are all the same. Yeah, you we know? can go over those. Yeah. So we'll go over the general ones, and then we can just cover what makes each guy special, mm-hmm. um, which is going to not just save time, but will be, I think, less confusing. So, um, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we go over their general rule for their general rules first? Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm going to skip King. No, I'm going to skip King Broad and just look at the beast. Uh, you know what? We can't do that because of the different. I'm just trying to think. Should we cover general generally what these guys have that's the same before we talk about all their battle traits and the things that they yeah, can do? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah. um, in general. Each Mega Gargant is going to be seven bravery with a four-up save and 35 wounds, generally. They have similar weapons, okay? Um, They all have a three-inch range on their weapons. Um, They have an almighty stomp, which is two attacks, threes by threes, two rend, D3 damage. Um, The the war stomper has the old jump up and down. Yeah. Which is which has one extra, which is four attacks instead of two because he's jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a death grip, one attack, threes by twos, two rend, d6 damage. Yep. And then they all have their own special type of club. And Kraken Eaters and gate, Gatekeepers will actually hurl things. Yeah, they have a shooting attack, yeah. Yeah, they have missile, a shooting attack. weapon, yeah. Uh, the range goes anywhere. It starts uh, can be up to twenty four inches. Drop down to nine, but we're not going to cover those special attacks yet. Uh, they all start their move at about ten inches and slowly drop down to eight inches. Yeah, it's not a big difference there. Yes, and their mightier makes rightier rule, um, which is one of the rules basically um, that we'll get to. But they count as X amount of models mm-hmm. for. Objectives and stuff, and they start at twenty, and as they get weaker, it drops down to twelve, counting as right. twelve models. So, what are their special rules? Uh, we got Almighty Stomp, and Almighty Jump has actually got the same rule is the exact same rule. It's just called Almighty Jump because they have jump up and down instead of stomp. Yeah, plus one to it, 
plus one to hit rolls for the stomp if your enemy has a wound characteristic of three or less. Which is nasty. Yeah. So you're hitting on twos instead of threes if their wounds mm. are low because you're just stepping on them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They all have a crushing charge. When they charge, roll a die for each enemy unit within an inch. On a two-up, that unit takes D3 mortal wounds if it's a monster, D6 mortal wounds if it's not a monster. And that's not one unit. If you charge and you've got your big old Gargant base and you're touching mm-hmm. three units, yeah, each you unit roll does for that, yeah. each unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the death grip, uh, when determining the damage inflicted by an attack made with the death grip uh, that targets an enemy monster. So it's D6 damage. If the target for the death grip is a monster, roll two dice and pick, pick the better one. one. Yeah. yeah. Which I was just watching, and I'm going to have to find out from Harrison about this, and I'm going to have to have him remind me. We're going to have to talk about this on the next episode. Last night, I was just going through YouTube, and I don't know what's mm-hmm. happened, but suddenly I've been watching YouTube. I never really watch mm-hmm. YouTube. I was okay. watching for painting videos, and then yeah. Harrison was showing me all these weird science videos and chess videos, yeah. and then we saw a math guy, and the question was, someone asked, you know, uh, when you roll a die, if yeah. you can roll two and pick the larger one, what mm-hmm. are the odds of getting different things? Like, do the odds get better? Like, what are... What is the average, like, you know, because you know if you roll a D6, your average is going to be, what, a 3.5 or something like that? Yeah, it's a 3. I think, yeah, I think that's right. Um, What is the average that you get if you roll two dice and pick the biggest one? And they showed the math for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, I'll tell you about this, like I said, I'm going to get this information. I'm putting it into the notes for next episode. (laughs) Okay. Because it was such a cool thing. And like I said, Harrison's a math major. I Mm -hmm. actually have always enjoyed math. Mm-hmm. Um, but he shows you in a visual way how to picture how it works. Okay. And I was like, oh, God, that makes sense. He's like, now what happens if you had three dice? And suddenly your X, Y axis gets a third axis. Yeah. And he shows you, and it's like, wow, it actually is huge. Any of these things where it says roll an extra die and pick the mm-hmm. biggest or roll an extra mm-hmm. die and pick the smallest is mm-hmm. a huge deal. Like, hmm. it really does affect – it basically goes from – your, your chances to get that better uh, comes up to like two thirds. Like there's a two thirds. Oh, wow. Like it, it was, I, I can't explain it here, but I will. And if I can find the video, I'll try to put a link in the show notes for mm-hmm. people who want to do it. And I'll put it on the Facebook page. But just for somebody who is like, this is how it works. He put it into a computer and it gave him the answer. But then he's like, I want to know how we get the answer. And it, yeah. was, it was a 20 minute video <laughs> on the just, maths of how this works. And it was fascinating. It's all statistics and probability. Yep. Right? If, you're a, if you're a dice rolling fool, because he actually uses piles and cubes of dice to show you how it works. Oh, that's cool. Like different colored dice to represent the different probabilities. It was yeah. great. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'll get back to this. Okay. So roll two dice and pick one. Uh, as a result, uh, honestly, I think what it said was the odds of getting a six on that become mm-hmm. like almost ten percent. Wow! Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would always roll a one and a two, so that those those abil- those statistics don't mean anything to right. me. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, long shanks. When they make a move, they can pass over any model that's not a monster and any terrain that's less than four inches tall. They can basically, if it's four inches tall or less and not a monster, they can move over it like they can fly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Sons of Bayamot. Uh, if the effect of a spell or an ability would kill this without any wounds or mortal wounds being caused. So if it's a kill it outright thing, yep. uh, they just take D6 mortals yeah. instead, which is 
huge again. That's big, yeah. You can't just poof these guys out of existence. Lady Olinder did it. Turn that one <laughs> dude into... A bunch of black moths. In, yeah, into black oh, rose petals. That's right. Rose yeah, petals, black rose petals. Uh, I think that's the exception. Yeah. <laughs> um, you cannot... Uh, they strike terror. You cannot receive inspiring presence commands while you're within three inches of any friendly units with this ability. So all mega gargans. So and That's you nasty. can't receive it while you're within three inches. So if you're within three inches, you could give the command to someone who is not yeah you within could. three inches. Although I'm right. not certain what you would need to unless right. it was well, it would be uh, if you're fighting man crushers because yeah. I don't think they inspire terror. Um, but you could not give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You could not. Ins- well, a hero wouldn't give it to himself. But a, right. you know, or you know, anyone that can give a command in a unit, yeah. Because some units can give commands, right? To you themselves, yep. Can't Delete do it units. if you're within three inches of them. You just you're mm-hmm. not gonna not take a battle shock. So yeah, yeah. You just have to be immune to battle shock to not care about this, right? And most people, it's, yeah, that doesn't happen. Timber, um, when it's killed. Before removing it, the players roll off. And I like this, there's a roll off. Because you yeah. don't know who he's going to fall. If it's the right. guy who controls it, it's always going to be the But you never know. Mm-hmm. The winner picks a point five inches from the slain model. Each unit within three inches of that point that is not a Mega Gargan takes D3 mortal wounds. So basically, when he falls down, he breaks stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's all the general rules Right. For then each, they right. each then have you, those rules. And then each one has a special rule. Two. Everybody has uh, two. I went two. and highlighted oh, that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has two, which I think is cool. Now, yeah. let's cover their basic stuff here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mightier makes right, rightier. We mentioned uh, yep. Man Crushers count as 10 models each for objectives. Yep. Mega Gargans start at 20 and slowly drop as they take wounds. Um, you have to pick a tribe, taker, breaker, smasher, or stomper, and then basically, uh, your general, whatever general you choose is going to dictate your take your tribe because that yep. that's basically what the rule is. Yeah, that, and that gives yeah. you different allegiance abilities, command traits, artifacts. Yes, um, they do have three special monstrous rampages. Mm-hmm. You can carry out one of these instead of that. Uh, the colossal slam, earth shaking roar. Uh, beast grapple. Um, they all have to do with beating up monsters. Yes, every one of them. Pick mm-hmm. a monster within three inches on a three up. Uh, strike last for both of you. Okay, which until the end of the following combat phase. So it, yeah, so you pick that, and then they both strike last because they're tied up with each other. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is cool because if you've got other guys around right. there, right? Uh, he like he's like holding it. In place, yep, and letting other people beat it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, earth shaking roar. Yeah, uh, you have minus one bravery. Oh, you take a bravery check, and you can run. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if if they've got a wound characteristic of one or two, if it's higher than the bravery for each, oh yeah, basically it is. It's a straight up bravery mm-hmm. check. I'm, mm-hmm. but I'm rolling two d six. Yeah. And if I exceed your bravery, you run. Just because you're just like, nope. The unit's commanding player decides its models flee. Yeah. And it's not considered to be a battle shock test. So if things yeah. ha- if things that would happen mm-hmm. because it's yep. a battle shock test don't. Right. So if you're immune to battle shock, you still gotta take this. Yes. 
<laughs> that's really interesting. Which is crazy. Well, I mean, that's clever, too, because it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a cool thing to force a few to run, especially if if you're fighting guys with low bravery. This mm-hmm. could be oh, yeah. a, a great help. You could be mm-hmm. using this constantly, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, does each, each monster gets to pick a monstrous rampage, right? But you have to pick a different one. Each monster has to pick a different one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've got a lot, then you okay. So everyone has to pick something different. Okay, um, pick an enemy monster that's not a part of a unit consisting of two or more models that's within a half inch. Roll a die on a three up. Remove it from the battlefield. Set it up anywhere wholly on open ground within a half inch of this unit. Yeah, it takes D three mortal wounds. In addition, minus one to hit rolls for attacks made by units carrying out this monstrous rampage right. until the end of the following combat phase. So, basically, you pick up the model and you can flip it to the other side of your base. You body slam him. Yeah. Yeah. So you can literally pick him up and move him, but you're minus one to hit in the combat phase because you're too busy grabbing and throwing this thing. Yeah. What you could do is you could pull a monster away from an objective, you do all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of uses for this. Mm-hmm. These are really great, actually, monsters. Yeah. Mon- because they're all monsters, to give them this right. is really cool. Yeah, it's cool. It has to be a mega gargant. Like, the regular gargants can't do these. Right, 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 right. Um, command traits. Uh, right. You can pick one. If the, And they all have command traits in their specialties. But if you want to pick a general one... Uh, the general has forty wounds instead of thirty-five. Yep. Uh, I think that'll that might keep uh, Kragnos from being able to one one turn one turn you. <laughs> um, once per battle, you can be overcome with rage until the end of that phase. You oh, so basically, once per battle, you if you're if you're if you're down on the rows for your you've taken a lot of wounds and you're low yeah. on the rows, you can be like, nope, top row. Yeah, fight on the top row. Uh and the other one is plus one to charge rolls for friendly units wholly within 18 of the general, which isn't that difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad one, I think, that pl- getting a little extra bit of charge oh, distance yeah, for sure. is, is good. Um, they're artifacts. Okay, model armed with an almighty stomp only. Who only has the almighty stomp? That's the, the war breaker or the war stomper. But they don't. Oh. Pretty sure that's the war stomper. But they don't only have the almighty stomp. They've got. Oh, hang on. Uh, he has almighty jump. Sorry. Right. They. Uh, it's, 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 oh. Okay. Wait a minute. So it's not model. Okay. So it's actually not the war stomper. So <laughs> it's, it's everybody but him. Yes, and it's model armed with almighty. St- so only models armed with almighty stomp, not right. with mod. Not okay. I read that wrong. I'm like, none of these guys only have an almighty stomp. They have other weapons. So mm-hmm. basically everybody but the stomper. Yeah. Uh, it's three attacks instead of two, rend three instead of two, and damage three. That's not bad at all. No, it's good. Uh, three attacks at rend three, damage three is not a bad artifact if you're giving out artifacts. Mm-hmm. Glowy shield of protectiveness. <laughs> Uh, rend one becomes rend zero, and uh, save rolls of six do mortal one mortal back to the enemy. We've seen that yeah. before. Yeah, this is a warp stone shield. 
Yeah, basically. That's what it is. The glowy shield of protectiness. That sounds like <laughs> something made up by an orc. Mm-hmm. Um, scavengers wake once per battle at the start of the combat phase. Pick an enemy unit within three. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in that unit to a maximum of ten. Yeah. So you can pick something with more than ten models in the unit, but you can only roll a maximum of ten dice. Right. Four ups are mortals. So that's that's pretty good. Um, and the last artifact, which I think might be probably might be the best, is yeah. uh, run and run charge. And charge. It's crazy. Giving one of your guys run and charge is is crazy because they're already huge. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the. Well, let's let's talk about. Should we do Kragnos and King Broad first? They don't. Well, we already did Kragnos. We've covered Kragnos many times. Mm-hmm. He is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um. If if he's taken uh, wounds, he has a bellow of rage, and suddenly he's doing more damage. Friendly destruction units nearby. Um, basically, if they're within twelve of him, they've got an eighteen inch and three d six charge. Suddenly, mm-hmm. um, what or hold, I, no, I, within twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what the this book has done is it makes you take, if, especially like tournaments, if you want to like make an all comers list, you have to have you have to have something in your army that can do a bunch of wounds. So Kragnos, unfortunately, suffers for that because he has 18 wounds. <laughs> yeah. So you pretty much direct that thing that kills a Mega Gargan in one turn. You just direct it at Kragnos instead. Yeah. And Krag- Kragnos dies a lot when he's, like, in a... Va- he's, he's, he's honestly, he's, he's, he's tough. He's, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's tough. He's got a two-up save, a six-up ward, and... Each time he's affected by a spell or endless spell, you can roll 3d6, and if it's higher mm-hmm. than the casting value... You ignore it, yeah. Uh, then he ignores it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. right there is... I mean, it's very hard to take yeah. this down. It is. But and he's, he's, so ex- he's so expensive mm-hmm. that it, wherever he is, it's just like, okay, there's, there's he's a third of your... Yeah, he's yeah. 780 points. He's not mm-hmm. a... It, there's, there's a lot. I... I there's a third of your army, more than a third of your army, invested in this dude. I don't know that I would take him in this army. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is the best thing. And then you take I, him and a couple of big boys, and then you're done. But it just seems three, like... Three models, you know? I mean, yeah. usually usually you see him in uh, Ogre armies. Yeah. I mean, him, him and one Gargant come up to 870, yeah. which leaves you a little over 1,100 points, which basically means you could pick any two mega gargants or one mega gargant and then like three man crushes or something but it's just still yeah i mean uh, he's awesome and he's tough yes he's not he's not unkillable no well none of these guys are although you just can't insta kill them Uh, the whole thing with kragnos is i get it he's in every destruction book i wonder if he's going to wind up in the in the upcoming when when the gits get their books He'll probably be in there. He'll probably be because oh, he yeah. can literally be in any of these yeah. armies. Um, yeah. And I get why he's there. Like, yeah, and oddly, I, yeah, I think he's the best in the Gitz book because he can do some crazy stuff. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is he kind of shows up everywhere. And mm-hmm. 
story-wise, he can be in any of these things because he fights where he feels like and everybody yeah. follows him. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and your whole army follows him. Makes sense. Uh, I just don't know if thematically or just army building-wise if he necessarily always fits in. That's yeah. just my feeling yeah. for him. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Like, I didn't make any lists where he was in it. I'm already mm-hmm. only got like seven models, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, he's he he takes your army down to possibly three. Yeah, or, I don't. Or can he? Can he? Don't you have to have? You have to have. You have to have battle line. Yeah. Uh, so I. Yeah, and so that's right. You'd have to have battle line. So you have to have it. You have to have it. Well, I, I got one man crusher gargan. Well, no, they're line. all battle line. Yeah, everything so have, is battle line because so you the, could have. Yeah, the mega you, gargants are battle line though. Yes. Yes. So yeah, but you, you could you could sell it's just. I mean, you could have a Kragnos. Yeah, you could have four models. Yeah. Because you could take Kragnos, one Gargant, and that's 870, and that leaves you enough room to take any two of the Mega Gargants. Yeah. Uh, 870, the only thing you can't do, well, King Broad is unique. So you could even take King Broad and one of the others and still fit him into the list. Yeah, Kragnos, yeah. Yeah. One Mancrusher Gargant. King Broad and another Mega Gargant, you'd have an army. Yeah, that's four models. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. You could also just do that with, you could do four. Well, I don't think you can do four Mega Gargants. Well, a War Stompa. Yeah, you could mix them around and get close to it. But yeah, you could have a. Three, What's the cheapest one? 490? 450 for the War Stomper. Oh, 450 times four. Yeah, that's 1,800 points. Mm hmm. And then you have one man crusher gargant. That yeah. gives you nineteen fifty. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy. So you can have four of these guys. That's that's the most you can get, right? It's just yeah. I mean, unless you took a lot of the smaller ones, you could take you could take one mega gargant and three packs of three. You could you could take nine man crushers, which in the beast smasher army. Might not be the worst idea if you're fighting a lot of monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that. So first, oh no, let's talk about the Kraken Eater. Like we said, so Kraken Eater, Kraken four ninety, four ninety. All the old rules except his. Now he can hurl debris up to twenty four inches. Three attacks, fours by threes, one rend, d three damage. Mm-hmm. Um, his war club starts off with four attacks. And drops down to two. Uh, but he's got two rules. Stuff him in me net. After he yeah. makes a pile and move, pick up to D3 enemy models within three inches and roll a die for each. If it's at least double their wound characteristic, it's slain. So yeah. one and two wound models, you need to roll twos and fours. Uh, a three wound model, you could try for sixes. Mm-hmm. Because it, when you pile in, you just do it anyway. So might as well, right? Yeah. Um, but you can kill them off instantly. And he's got get off me land. <laughs> get off me land. In your hero phase. Oy. Uh if you're get within an inch land. oh, if if you're within an inch of any objective you control, uh you can kick it with these guys. Yeah. Uh so kicking objectives. Move it up to 2d6 to a new position on the battlefield more than an inch away from enemy models, terrain, or features, or other objectives. Mm-hmm. So these are the guys, the Kraken Eaters can actually move 
yeah objectives which is crazy and <laughs> yeah. interesting because yeah, kind of cool um here's the thing if your grand strategy or your strategies are control objectives wholly within a certain territory mm-hmm. and i kick them all out of that territory <laughs> yeah i that's a that's a legit thing that can happen absolutely you yeah. know there are some i think there's a couple of battle plans where you cannot do this yes there are battle plans that take away that ability, mm-hmm. um, but those are his two special abilities. He can yeah. he can put some models in his net and he can kick objectives. Yeah. What are the battle traits for the Kraken Eaters? So they are the Taker Tribe. Yes. So you can so they have get rid of them uh, for the purpose of contesting objectives. Each friendly Man Crusher Gargant model counts as fifteen instead of ten. And then you add five to the mightier makes mightier value for friendly Kraken Eaters are contesting an objective. So only when the Kraken Eaters contesting an objective does he count for five more models. Mm-hmm. But the other guys count as 15 at all times, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then the other one is I want that for me collection. Uh, you can use this command ability at the start of the comment phase. Uh, has to be given to a uh, Mancrusher Gargant unit. And at the end of that phase, add one to the damage characteristic of attacks made with melee weapons that target an enemy unit that bears an artifact of power or is unique. That's interesting. So plus yeah. one damage from your man crushers. Mm-hmm. See, so you want to have like they, they give you all these things that make that like if you add man crushers, yeah, because melee weapons. When you talk about the man crushers. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off with four attacks from their massive club. Threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, other melee attacks. Ed Butt, one attack, fours by threes, three rend, starting off at four damage. And the yeah. kick, one attack, threes by threes, two rend, D3 damage. Mm-hmm. All of those damages go up by one. Right, but only against uh, basically heroes, right, with artifacts of power. So An enemy yeah. that bears an artifact of power or is unique. Mm-hmm. So they either have to have an artifact or be unique, but still, yeah. All right, that's cool. Well, it's really good against like the big characters in the game, right? You see, Alarial yeah. standing there. Hey, and you, plus and you one damage it. is plus one damage. Heck yeah, yeah, I'll take it. You know, and mm-hmm. that's just a battle trait that automatically happens. Yeah, I mean, it's a command ability. This is a, command, a command ability. ability. So yes. yeah, but still, mm-hmm. uh, their command traits. Um, Kraken Eaters can have, if you give them an artifact of power, they can actually have two. You give them another one. Yeah. And they don't have to do It's just a free extra artifact. Really um, now, what's interesting, though, is if you give them the artifact. So if you don't give them an artifact, they don't get one. So it's not like you can just give the artifacts to anyone else and this guy gets a freebie. Mm-hmm. He has to have two. Right. Okay. Um, and the terror where you, uh, oh, I like this one, uh, within six inches of him, this is a command trait you could pick. Now you can either pick the two artifacts or pick this one. Enemy units within six inches cannot receive or rally. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiring presence or rallies, Mm -hmm. which is, they already can't get it within three inches. Six inches is kind of a lot. I might take the extra artifact. Yeah, for sure. You know, because there's, there's just so much stuff you can combo together to make interesting. Well, even the abilities. two they have here, mm-hmm. the Wampin Tentacle. At the start of the combat phase, pick a hero within three inches. On a four-up, they take D three mortals and strike last. Mm-hmm. 
And then the other one, in the hero phase, you can cast an endless spell. Yeah. So now, I'm assuming you have to pay for the endless spell. Well, yeah. You know, and put it in your list, but the Kraken Eater can actually then have an endless spell. Yeah. So a lot of times you see people take the arcane tome. Yeah. <laughs> the arcane tome. <laughs> and the uh vial of manicore venom which adds plus one to one of his melee weapons plus one damage to one of his melee weapons oh okay that's a pretty common uh thing that you see with this ability yep i I also like that the range of the endless spell is doubled yeah because he's huge Mm -hmm. so when he does throw it it goes everywhere Mm -hmm. so he's got his two his two special rules, um, get off me land and stuff in me net. And if you choose him, those are the special things you can get. Right. And once again, I don't think we're going to go into a lot of list making because you don't have many choices. Yeah. You can add man crushers to get a few more units, on the, just models on the table. Mm-hmm. Or you just take these guys. I mean, that's what it is. That's this whole game. This This army... And it se- I, I mean, it seems that it actually scales up pretty well, like yeah. because they're still big monsters, you know. Yeah. Like you could I think, play. I think the fun army would be just like one mega gargan, and then the rest man crusher mobs. I think that would be amazing. I keep going back to that. <laughs> Not one of the lists I made had more than two mega gargans, and most of them are just one and a lot of man crushes because yeah. the rules that they give you. Are all like if you look at all of these extra <laughs> yeah. battle traits, it all yep. has to do with the man crushes. Yeah. All right. So let's look at. Oh, we never. You know what? We never talked about um, King Broad. Really quick, we should give him. He's got forty wounds and a nine bravery. Yeah. Okay. He's got the Almighty Stomp, which I believe is the same as everybody else's. Yep. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. got. <coughs> excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> He's got the Death Grip. Mm-hmm. which is the same as everybody else's. His main weapon is the Obelisk of Torcrania, which he took when he went there. We, uh, that's in the little box out. It yep. starts at four attacks and drops threes by threes, two rend, five damage. Oof. His Mightier makes Rightier uh, is five higher than everybody. It starts at 25, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, his two special rule is he's got Creepers. Yes. In each his little friends. Yeah. In each charge phase, the first time an enemy monster within three inches of this unit is picked out to carry us a monstrous rampage, roll a die. If it's equal to or greater than your creeper value, <laughs> he can't do a monstrous rampage. And ah, that starts off at a two. That's nuts. So good. And he's got to take nine. He's got to suffer 19 wounds before that drops to a three. Mm-hmm. So monsters near him aren't doing their monstrous thing. You can pick one. The first, oh no, the first time an enemy monster within three inches that you just picked to carry out a monster's rampage, roll a dice. Yeah. So it's the. F- so I, it's, it's just one, right? Meaning that. Yeah, one, one monster. So if yeah. there's three monsters around him, the first monster that does yes. it, yeah. you roll a die. Yeah. <coughs> it's not the first time that. Any monster. Yeah, any monster. Because that would be. Because they can only do it one. Yeah, yeah I don't it think says, there's so says the yeah. first time yeah. an enemy monster within three inches. He said any enemy monster, you'd get to do it to everybody. Yeah. Uh, he's also got the power of Bayamot. It's a prayer, goes off on a three, 
plus one if an enemy monster has been killed by King Broad in this battle. So his prayers are on threes unless he's killed a monster, and then it's on yeah. a two. Because yeah. remember, it does say that Bayamot has blessed him, and it and he gives him power the more that he does right. vicious Makes battles. Sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, pick one of the effects below. You can't pick it more than once per battle. There's only three here. So I'm assuming because it's a prayer, and prayers happen in the hero phase, right? Yep. So round one, you can't possibly do it because you couldn't have killed a monster yet. Mm-hmm. So there's only three of these. Yeah, You'd have to be good. killing a monster every turn to run out of these by turn five. So, <laughs> And if you're killing a monster every turn, you're probably winning by turn five. So you can pick one of these, you know, at prayer. If well, if an enemy monster is slain by and you, oh, you only have to kill one. Yeah. Once you kill one, you can you pick get, one of just, these every turn. Yeah, you just get it. Yeah. yeah. Plus two move for friendly <laughs> for friendly units. Yeah. Until add, the end of the add, turn. So add two to the move. Yeah. So they already move ten. So yeah, they move twelve for a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might of the Earth, heal D3 wounds on each unit. Yeah, this is table-wide. Yeah. Uh, impl- improve the rend of the following melee weapons used by Sons of Bayamot by one until the end of the turn. It lists the Obelisk, the Torcrania, Manier's Club, Shikrek Club, Titanic Club, Fort Crusher. So basically their club. Yeah, it's not all weapon. melee yeah. weapons. It's yeah. so not their stomp or their death grip that they all have, yeah. but their regular weapon. The damage goes up by one. Yeah, rend the end three. Of the turn. Mostly goes to rend three. Uh, mm. oh, improve the rend, not the damage. I'm sorry, you're right. right. The rend. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, they go to rend three. Manier Club starts at three. So if you have a beast smasher, his rend goes to four. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. All right, so that's and that was King Broad, and that has nothing to do with anything other than he's got some really good rules too. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is I, his regular rules are the same as theirs. Like a lot of times, you'll get a guy who you get you get the you get the generic, you know, like you've got all these mega gargants, and then you get the named character and his special ability. Uh, it's instead of D three is a three or something mm-hmm. like you know he doesn't have mm-hmm. that. He's the, right. they're all pretty much the same. All right, uh, Gatebreakers. What do the gatebreakers do? The gatebreakers, see, and honestly, the Kraken Eater and the gatebreakers are the ones I keep gravitating toward. Mm-hmm. Although the other ones are cool too. I don't know which one. I don't know who to take. Like I don't know if I if I was going to build one model from the kit that you got, I would I would put together King Broad, just because he can be anything. Yeah. Um. Hold on. A, I have a question though. He's pretty awesome. Um. The problem becomes mm-hmm. it's treated at the general even if it is not the model picked. Oh, okay. So you don't have to be. Yeah, that's why you have the generic battle traits. Yeah. Because you must decide whether your sons of Behemoth army will Behemoth will be a taker tribe, breaker tribe. So it's whether it will be. Well, it says it will be. See, I, I just kind of was on the impr- under the impression that it had to be one of these tribes, and he is none of those things. Mm-hmm. So can he be the general? And I'm assuming yes. You just wouldn't be any of those tribes. I suppose so. Yeah. Because the way it's worded, it's not like you can choose. It says you must decide mm. whether you will be a taker, a breaker, a smasher, or a stomper. 
Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you can't take King Broad as your general because he's oh, none yeah, of those right, things. Right. So I'm assuming you don't have to be one of these things. Yeah, I guess not. And then he, but he can't. He's unique, so he can't take any of the items. But he can still take a command trait. That's true. And if he's the general, yeah. And the yeah, I I guess you wouldn't take him as general. I guess that would be an instance where you wouldn't want to take him as the general because if you if you had two mega gargants, correct, you would pick somebody else because he still counts as a general even though he's not. And yeah. like I said. You don't get if you just pick him and man crushes. You get no artifacts, right? Like there's just there's just a lot of reasons why you would not want him to necessarily be your general, right? I agree. If you're gonna take King Broad, you're probably taking another Mega Gargant, which I think you would. I don't know. I, if I was building a list, I think I would build him. If you're not gonna Mega build Gargan. King Broad, if you're just building one, oh. That's see, I, I keep looking back at the Kraken Eaters and the Gate Breakers, although the mm-hmm. other ones have good things too. It just depends on they how do. you want to play it. I have no idea what to do with this list. And th- th- this is one of the things where it's like, I can't just have like three different heroes and pick a general that mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. because this army, you're literally, I mean, every model is a very deliberate choice. Mm hmm. And I'm not complaining about the cost because I will spend just as much on a regular army buying 12 or 14 boxes of models yeah. as I will on this army buying five boxes of models. Yeah. But I think, still. I think, I, think I, know, I think I know what I would do. I think I would go King Broad, a Kraken Eater, and six Man Crushers. I think something like that. See, I, I, I kind of leaning towards a Kraken Eater myself, although I do like the mm-hmm. idea of the Gatebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, you can also mercenary these guys out, which we didn't talk about. Yeah. And uh, everyone can go into a, any destruction army, but yeah. only certain like only certain ones can go to death. Certain ones can go to destruction, order, right. and chaos. Right, which and, is cool. And the ones I, since I my armies are all death and destruction right now, mm-hmm. I'm probably between a I think a kraken eater or a gatebreaker. Anyway, the gatebreaker can be death or destruction, so he would go in anything. So, which one goes in order? Um, hold on. The one who goes in order. Where are you guys? Where does it say that? Uh, it's in the mercenaries on 84. Uh, order is uh, Kraken Eater. Okay, good. Kraken yeah. Eater goes into order. Uh, Beast Smasher is just straight destruction. Mm-hmm. Order and destruction for the Whale Biter. Chaos and destruction for the War Stomper. Death and destruction for the for the Gatebreaker. They actually all have an extra rule as well. They have a yeah, mercenary but, ability. Because they're a named character. Yeah. Like they're a named, they, they have a name and a specialty, which is mm. interesting. And I think uh, if you go back into the lore section, I think each of them get, yeah, each of those guys get mentioned. They're the little box on the bottom. Mm-hmm, so the Gatebreakers mm-hmm. do talk about Big Drug Foot Kicker. One-Eyed Grunok, the War Stomper, is the one from who's the... Those are all the mercenaries, the ones that they yeah. name in the story. So mm-hmm. don't skip those, folks, if you want to get a little thing, if you want to, uh, you know... that That's not a bad idea if you just want to mm-hmm. lend them out. Yeah. Honestly, for a, an army like Night Haunt that doesn't have monsters, yeah. a Gatebreaker might not be a bad thing. No, no, I've seen... I think I saw that at uh, the Chicago Grand Tournament. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so let's uh, we got to get through this otherwise because I got I still got I have so much to do today. <laughs> <laughs> Pulverizing strike is the gatebreaker's first special rule. 
Um, instead of making attacks with the melee weapon, pick an enemy unit within three inches. On a four up, he takes four D6 mortals. Yeah. So you just don't use your melee weapons. It's one straight attack, 50-50 shot to do four D6 mortals. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's I cool. mean, it's it's risky, but yes. man, oh, man. Yeah, you get that off. It's like, oh, boy. Yep. Um, he's also got smash down, plus one damage on the Fort Crush a Flail if you're attacking enemies in cover or garrisoning a terrain feature. Because, once again, he just wants to tear down all, this, all the buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, you can do the Smash to Rubble Monsters Rampage. Roll a die for each enemy unit within three inches of the terrain feature picked, and for each unit in garrisoning it. And on a two-up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. So if you do Smash to Rubble, you can... You can do more damage to the stuff around it because you're really smashing it to rubble. Right. You're like, yeah. And what are the gate breakers? Their battle traits, there's a lot of them. Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, plus one damage for each successful attack made by a Gargant that targets an enemy unit that's part of a garrison or terrain. Well, so he so Smash Down adds one damage with his flail and adds one damage for all attacks by man crushers. So they're mm-hmm. plus one damage anytime you're going at anyone that's in a garrison or in terrain. So if you try to take cover or or be in a piece of terrain, and how often have you had to jump up on a piece of rubbly terrain like a platform or a building mm-hmm. thing to fight? You come up here on plus one damage. Yeah. Uh, you get a command ability that can only be issued by the general, must be received by man crushers again. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can... Th- you can Charge if you're you have a three d six charge yeah. and you only have to be within eighteen inches. Yes, yeah, so you can. Yeah, basically you have an eighteen inch range. Roll three d six. Yeah, and when you do take the breaker tribe, you pick one of their fierce loathing. Yes, and this was from before they had this stuff. Mm-hmm. So bossy boots and clever clogs plus one to hit against heroes and wizards. <laughs> <laughs> bossy boots and clever co- clogs. Yeah. Idiots with flags. <laughs> plus one to hit against totems mm-hmm. and the wannabes. Plus one to hit against war machines and monsters. You yeah. ain't that big. Sit down. Mm-hmm. So you basically get to pick what you want plus one to hit against. I think a lot of times if you don't know where to go, I'm going with bossy boots and clever clogs because everybody's got heroes in their army. Yeah, or wizards. Yeah. Uh, not everyone has wizards. Mm. Uh, most people have something, but heroes at least, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, not everyone's got totems and war machines and monsters running around. Yeah, true. Uh, command traits. You do have your special command traits. Uh, you can get a second fierce loathing only for your general. Mm-hmm. Extremely bitter. Yeah. <laughs> And then seize red if you're within three inches of a, of a ter- uh, defensible terrain feature or an enemy unit that's wholly in a terrain feature. Oh, Use okay. the top row, yeah. Yeah, so no matter how many wounds you've taken in the mm-hmm. combat phase, if you're near terrain or an enemy unit that's in terrain, yeah, you get, uh, you, you, you get uh, to use your top row. That's cool. Right, yeah. And what about their artifacts? What, are they, what can the so game players take? So they've got uh, four of them or three of them. Uh, the Great Rekka, uh, Unmuffed Hit Roll for uh, six D3 Mortals in addition to damage. And King Slaughter Cowl, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by the bear that target an enemy hero, which is Which is great cool. because this guy wounds uh, 
wound rolls. It just threes, says for attacks. Yeah. He, uh, th- threes, yeah. He wounds on threes, but he also wounds on twos with his missile weapon and with his death grip. Mm-hmm. So if I'm attacking a hero and you put me at minus one, this thing gets me back to twos. Yeah. So Gatebreaker's got a lot of cool stuff. If there's a lot of terrain, um, they yeah, these guys go running in, and that plus one to hit on things is actually really good because most of these things are hitting on threes anyway. Mm-hmm. Even with the 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 gargants, they're Ed butts on fours, but everything else is on threes. Right. So. All right, what do we got next? Beast Smasher. Yeah, these are the new ones. This is the new one. Their two special rules is Beast Break and Stride. When mm-hmm. it fights, if it's within three inches of a monster, it will unleash a Beast Breaking Stride. So this only affects Mancrusher Gargants. Uh, well, no, this is the Beast Smasher, the Mega Gargant. It says oh, you're talking it, about his abilities. Yes, sorry. his yeah. There you have oh, the, sorry, you're talking about his battle traits. Oh no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to their to their. Um, yep, he's, yep, his yep. two rules. Yep. Uh, if you're within three inches of a monster, do the beast breaking stride until yep. the end of that phase. The attack characteristics of his club is one and cannot be modified, which it's normally three. Okay, but the damage is not five; it's five d six. So you have to attack a monster with it. But you get one attack, threes by twos, 5d6 damage. Yeah. And rend starting at three. Yes, yeah, it's a three. You need a three to hit. Yeah. A three to hit and... Roll a die. Yeah. Oh, I just rolled a one. God dang it. Two to wound. Yeah, got to get... You got a wound too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, threes by Ugh. twos and then... Yeah, okay. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think that's worth it. 5d6 damage? <sighs> There's too many. 5d6 damage to roll a 3 by 2 You need to roll a 3 to hit and a 2 to wound. We need to talk to that math guy to figure out what, what your odds are there. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could figure out pretty There's got to be stuff. Hold on. But in the what about in the general if you're not? Because you, you can take the regular battle traits too. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that gives you a plus one to hit because a plus you, one to it's hit. Unbo- you can't modify it. No. Oh, it's, oh, it's a plus one to hit. Yeah, it's yeah. one attack, but if you can boost her to hit, that's great. So, And he does 5d6 if he does that. So, yes, you got a 66% Seven. chance of getting the first hit or 67 yeah. and, and then, then 85% then to- of that. So it's about a 60-some-odd percent chance. Uh, and with three rend, it's, it's yeah, it's like fifty-seven percent. Yeah, I mean, three attacks with five damage apiece can do up to yeah. fifteen. Five d six, though. I mean, if you, I'd be trying it, I would. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Yeah. Uh, he's also got Behemoth Brawler at the end of the charge phase. If you're within three inches of a monster, you can do two monstrous rampage. They have to be different from each, mm-hmm. and it must target the monster. So if you're near a monster, you get to do two rampages against him. Mm-hmm. which ain't bad. What are their special abilities? First of all, bone-crushing strikes. The, yeah. Your man-crushers, when they're within three inches of a monster, they can do the same thing. They only get one attack from their club, but it's 4d6 damage. To see, these are the guys I'd be doing that with. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. you'd and have three of them. Their chance to hit is worse because they're only threes by threes with one rend. Mm-hmm. But if it gets through, it's 4d6 damage. <laughs> yeah. And that's for all 
when a friendly man crusher gargant unit fights if it's near a monster. So if you got a unit of three, what else? Uh, they do have a command ability, start at the combat phase, goes to man crusher gargants only. Yeah. The, they use the top row of the damage table for them. Mm-hmm. That's you got a unit of three. Yeah, and they can fight before they die. Yeah, and if yeah, if they get killed, they get to fight before they die. Uh, you can pick uh, their command traits once per battle. You can um, the general can get a four up ward against mortals. Mm-hmm. That's eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, four-up wards are good, but when it's only against mortals, it's like, uh, okay, you better that's, know that someone's coming at you with those. once per battle, yeah. Right. Uh, each time an enemy monster is slain by the general, roll a number of dice equal to the monster's wound characteristic. For each five-up, heal a wound of the general. Yeah. A lot of these monsters are 12, 13 wounds, so you're mm-hmm. going to get back, like, on the average, four or five yeah, wounds. Yeah, three or Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And their artifacts. Uh, the Shatterer. <laughs> Shatterer. Unmodified wound roll for the club. And that's the same club that we're talking about that you can do the thing with. Yeah. With the one attack. Okay. Yep. So that's still that. Exactly. If it targets an enemy hero, monster, or war machine, which it would have to be a monster for that special attack, the 5d6, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a six, the armor has been shattered. If the unit's armor has been shattered until the end of the battle, ignore positive modifiers to save rolls. So no pluses to save. Yeah, so no more all-out defense, that kind of stuff. Yeah, which is just wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, because once I do that attack, even if you did an all-out defense, oh, I did a six to wound. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you get it, yeah. you don't get it. Um, oh, with, see, the, you know, you give him that artifact. He's got the one attack, threes by twos with three rend. And you can't adjust your rend. Even a two-up save goes to a yeah. five. Yeah. And a Nasty. lot of them don't have two-ups. They have three-ups, which goes to a six. I and guess the only thing to... I would say against this one is that whatever you're hitting is probably going to die anyways. Yeah. So you might not have to worry about it, yeah. smashing their armor. That might just be for fun, though. But like I said, but if you've got the Beast Smasher, this weapon, mm-hmm. and you couple it with his bone-crushing... But, uh, the beast breaking strike where you do the one attack yeah, and then you hit that six to wound on top of it. Oh, yeah. so good. Uh, once per battle at the start of the combat phase, you can channel the wah plus one to hit for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly sons of Bayabot units until the end of the phase. There you go. That's now, now your beast smashing attack is twos by twos. Yeah. You have the beast smasher. Once you use it for the beast breaking strike, and his attacks are twos by twos, rend three, damage five. Yeah. So you can do it. So this, I like this one. Mm-hmm. It seems like, but you basically everything it's good against is monsters. Yeah. Well, that's his deal, right? Right. You know, um, command abilities, give the top phase. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, I don't know that I would pick him, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, War Stampa. We're getting close to done, folks. I know. And it's only been two and a half hours, but ah! that's actually not bad, even for this book. For a whole lore and war, this ain't bad. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Beast Smashes have a bravery of eight as opposed to seven. 
That's one of the mm. things where they're different. Their bravery is not the nine of King Broad or the ten of Kragnos, but these guys, of course, if all you do is look for monsters to fight, your bravery is going to be higher, mm. I guess. That makes sense. Now, the War Stampa. Mm. Here's our last guy. All right. His, I like his two special rules. First is Titanic Boulder Club. Um, now, he's got a, there's a stat with this. It starts off at a plus four and drops to a plus one, okay? His attack characteristic is equal to all the enemy models within three inches plus the bonus. So it starts off at a plus four. Mm-hmm. And if there's any monsters within three inches... It's another four for each monster. Now, your attack yeah. characteristic tops out at 10. That makes sense. But so if you're fighting against regular units, yeah. you know, even a unit of three, you're getting seven attacks. Now, their damage on their main weapon, everyone else's is like fives. Theirs yeah. is a two. You know, uh, Kraken Eater's a four. Yeah, fours and fives. He's got a two, but he's got up to ten attacks. Mm-hmm. He's also the threes by threes on most of these things with his attacks and rend two, which is consistent with some of the others. Mm-hmm. But it's just he, he's got the lowest damage for his main weapon, but he has a potential for ten attacks. So this is one of the things that kind of took him out of the running for me because mm-hmm. his, it, it, at the two damage, it's like, you can kind of nerf him, just your opponent can nerf him, right? Yeah, by keeping him away from mm-hmm. bigger he's, units. I mean, he's still getting a bunch of attacks. You kind of yeah, want to attack. De- right, and his death grip is nasty against like a single opponent. Yeah, yeah. the death grip is nasty for all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also got Hurled Body, which is an old rule that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you make a pilot move, pick a model within three inches and roll the dice, and then you add the Hurled Body modifier to it. Mm-hmm. So it starts off at a plus two, and once he takes a lot of damage, it'll drop down to one and then nothing. So mm-hmm. you roll a dice, add two, usually. Mm-hmm. If it's at least double the model's wound characteristics, it's dead. Yeah. So you automatically can kill a one-wound model easily. Yeah. Um, but you can go for a two- or a three-wound model if you want to try to roll heavy. So the most he could do is an eight-wound model. Right. Uh, right? And no, it's got to be double the wound characteristics, and oh, you're rolling a die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so most you're going to get is a four wound model. Yeah, and you'd have to roll a six on them with your plus two. Right. So you, you could get some of like the the stormcast. A three wounder like, though, paladins. you'd only need a four up. Right. In the beginning, so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But so then you roll that and you kill them. Then roll the dice again. On a four-up, pick an enemy unit within 12 inches, and they take a number of wounds equal to the wounds characters of the mob. Basically, I picked him up and I killed him. I crushed him in my hand. I broke his neck with my thumb, right? Yeah. And then I threw him yeah. <laughs> at the enemy units. And if yep. he's a three-wound model, he does three wounds <laughs> crashing into <laughs> them. It's so This is That's my cool. favorite of the rules here. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to be anything big. Yeah. But every time you pile in, you're just picking up and chucking. <laughs> this actually, this Mega Gargant, if I was taking a second and he wasn't going to be my guy in charge, hmm. this might not be a bad one to take because he's really good against Horse, regular yeah. units. Yeah, yeah. This guy is really good. Ten attacks, three by threes, two red, two damage against one wound models yeah, it's nasty. is bananas. Mm-hmm. 
You know, oh, it's like I play. I mean, I know I play with hordes. Even with my my uh, even my uh, gut rippers, our units are ten and twenty. Yeah, he'd be getting ten attacks, and at two damage a piece, he's killing one per successful go because they're yeah. two two wounds a piece. Yeah, he this he could be really difficult against them. Now, what are their battle traits? Um. Okay, this one's off. See, and this is where... I don't know that I'd want him as a general, and then I read these dumb rules. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. When he issues a command to a man crusher Gargant unit, until the end of the phase, you can issue the same command to any other Gargant units without... So, basically, Mm -hmm. I issue a command to one man crusher? No, it's all. They can issue to any other... Oh, any other Gargant units... Without yeah. any further command points being spent. So if I have, you know, if I go with all singles and don't go into those big units of three, mm-hmm. I'm still, it, it basically. It, it affects all of them. Yeah. If you were playing a one general, nine Gargant mm, yeah. army, which is a legit thing. Absolutely. This, yeah, the commands for that you issue to them, um, the, uh, the um, don't taking a break tests. I issue one command, uh, and yeah. none of these models take a break. Now, they wouldn't have to take a break check if it's only one model in the unit, but if you took those three packs, if one dies, you oh, do yeah. have to take a break test. My God, you'd have to take battle shock for units. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, now, what's their... If you take a unit of three, their bravery is seven. If you yeah. lose one, I you almost can't lose a model unless you get hit with a bravery bomb. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's not... Maybe you don't issue that command. What if you issue the rally command? Oh man, is that that's a command, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, that's put back a model. So that's if you have units of three, you might just put a gargant back, <laughs> and it would cool. be for each unit. So if you have three yeah. mo- three units of three, I'm just trying to think of all the different yeah, things yeah, you could yeah, do yeah. with this. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Add one to the attack characteristics of the thrown rocks. That's so cool. They only have one attack. Fours by threes, one rend, D3 damage. But now they each get two. Oof. And since each model almost counts as its own unit, can you you can attack different units with each of their attacks. So Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, plus one damage inflicted for each successful attack made by a Gargant that targets an enemy unit of 10 to 19 models, plus two damage if it's 20 or more models. Mm-hmm. Each successful attack, that's all it says. So we haven't talked too much about the Man Crusher mob. They only have a five-up save with 12 wounds apiece. Right. Okay. Uh, if they're wholly within 15 inches of a Mega Gargan at the start of the charge phase, they can charge even if they ran. Yep. Okay. Um, after they make a pile-in, um, if you roll your stomping charge, uh, you can do damage to your enemy. Um. Pick an enemy model within three inches if it's double the wound carry. Stuff them in me bag is still here. Timber they still have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you carry out the stomp monstrous rampage with the unit's bull stomper, because if you have a unit of three, only the, only the hero gets to do the monster attacks. Mm. Um, if you carry out the stomp with this unit's bull stomper, roll a and roll a two plus for each other gargant model in the unit. Add one to the number of mortal wounds caused. So if you do the if you do the monstrous rampage, you do basically if you got three in the unit, you get plus two mortal wounds because you get one for each guy. Mm-hmm. But 
starting off with four attacks that do two damage, one attack that does four damage, one attack that does D3 damage, and now those all get plus one. And the D3 for the thrown rocks gets a plus one because it's if it's 10, if it's over 10 models and plus two damage for 20 models, this is... That's yeah, pretty good. See, and it makes me want to almost take him even <laughs> though he doesn't have the big, he doesn't have the big damage things. Yeah. Uh, when you use the hurled body, oh, you can reroll both dice rolls is one of the command traits for the hurled body. Mm-hmm. So you can reroll the chance to kill it and the chance to toss it. Um, Eager for the fight is this other one. Says he can, he's got, so he's got the 18-inch charge distance, roll 3d6. And then there are two artifacts is uh, heal one wound. And when you have, while the bear has 25 or more wounds allocated to them, so they only come, well, how many wounds do they have? 30? The yeah. war stompers? They can be about dead. So when they're down to their last, oh, they have 35. Okay. So when they get down to 10 wounds left, they get a five up ward save if you pick this. Which That's pretty th- th- cool. That's actually not, I mean, they've got a lot of wounds. You can't just give them a straight up five up ward save. No, not anymore. It's they used to too many, have that, it's right? It's too many wounds. Yeah. For that, yeah. but when you're down to your last ten wounds, when you're dying, mm-hmm. you get the ward save. And uh, friendly units within twelve inches have a bravery of ten, mm-hmm. which means if you take this guy and your three units of three, yeah, battle. You don't have to worry about battle shock anymore. As long as they're nearby, yeah, you never have to worry mm-hmm. about that battle shock test. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's kind of cool too. Yeah. All of these are cool. I don't know what army I would pick. I really don't. I just I really like King Broad. Uh-huh. And I really like the Kraken Eater. The so Kraken Eater model is so cool. The story yeah. behind him is cool. He's kind yeah. I think he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Although I like that Gatebreaker too. Yeah, that's the only reason why I would pick anything over another thing in this army is just based on what I like. Right. I think. Because I mean, I, okay. Here's the thing. I have this one cake. model. I may not start a whole army, mm-hmm. but oh, if, I see what you're saying. If I make him a gatebreaker, yeah, I can put him into any of yep. the armies I have right now. Yep, and that's what you should do. Yeah. Now they mm-hmm. do have. There's one last thing we should just discuss really quick, mm-hmm. um, and that's the they they do have core battalions. Yeah. Uh, two to four mega gargants is a one drop. And pick an extra enhancement for your army. Mm-hmm. Um, foot slagas is two to three units of man crushes and a, an optional mega gargant, and they're a one drop and one uh, swift. So once per battle, they can get at the double. Yeah. Okay, so if I were, let's say I took, I'm just going to throw this out there. I took the war stampa. Who gets mm-hmm. to issue a command, and then it goes to all the man crushes. Yeah. One unit from this battalion can receive the at the double or forward to victory command without it being issued and without a command point being spent. Oh, without mm-hmm. it being issued. So okay, you yeah. have to issue the command to give it to all issue. the other guys. Yeah, so you can't right. use this uh-huh. for yeah. the whole army. Yeah. Okay. 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 Hmm. Um, oh, and wait a minute. The, the man crushes, they do have a champion... He's the bull stomper. He gets plus one attack on his club. Mm-hmm. Um, can he they? 
Yeah. Can they give commands? Yeah, because they're champions. Because they're champions. So even the units can issue commands as well. Interesting. Okay. All right. So what do we have for... uh, Grand strategies and stuff. Grand strategies. So, yeah, Broad's Revenge. uh Uh-huh. You can only pick it. Obviously, you have King Broad. In the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If King Broad has not been slain, and you picked each of the three effects of the power of Bayamot prayer to apply at least once during the battle... That's an interesting one because you have that means your battle has to go at least until round four. And you have True. to kill a monster round one. You have to kill a monster round one and then use because then that's when you can start using those special commands. Or mm. it goes to round five and you kill a monster round two. Because Broad really? has to kill yeah. Cause go go to his rules. Mm-hmm. Power of Bayama is a prayer and it's really three. Add one to the chanting. Add one to the chanting roll if an enemy monster has been slain by this unit of the Oh, battle. wait. You know what? I'm an idiot. You don't have to actually kill the monster. No, you, you just, just have it to. It goes off on a two. Oh, I'm, yeah, well, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, mis- I was misthinking that because it's still kind of, well, it's not early anymore. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically, and why wouldn't you? That's an easy one. Right? Because if, if King Broad dies, you're probably going to lose anyway. Yeah. But so if you have King Broad, Broad's Revenge is an easy one. Keep him alive and use all of those abilities, which are all good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Make the land tremble. If any friendly units ran or made a charge move in every battle round, it doesn't have to be the same unit. So, okay. That's not that hard either. No. I mean, unless you lock up the entire army. If you've got a... They have to run or make a charge move in every battle round. Now, if after the first battle round, I manage to tie up all your units so mm-hmm. that they can't run or charge mm-hmm. because they're tie- because they're in combat, yeah. you lose that. That's a hard one, I think. So that one is the one you take if you're just playing with the War Stomper and nine. And then you don't take guards. them as one unit of three to get a yeah. champion. You just take individual yeah. units so that you right, have then, that chance to do that. Yeah. And you, and you just leave them in the back and you just like run little circles around. And <laughs> stuff like you know what I mean? Yeah. Or keep them back and have them run forward one at a time. Yeah. 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 Um, On the warpath. That's kind of easy. You complete this grand strategy. If every friendly unit on the battlefield is within enemy territory, you have four models. <laughs> And they can literally just run up at the end. They move pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, show them who's boss. The enemy unit with the highest wounds characteristic is the biggin. Mm-hmm. If there's multiples tied, pick which one. When the battle ends, you get it if you've killed them and your general's alive. Okay. That one's... that. That's We've seen that one before, except this one, instead of being the other general, it's the other yeah. guy with the most wounds, which is often the general. Yes. Uh, and what are the battle tactics? Pick an so, objective that's not in your territory. If you kick it and it's wholly within your territory, mm-hmm. okay, that one's not hard because you can kick one from yeah. outside your territory into your territory probably pretty easy. Yeah, this is probably one you do after you've kicked it once already. Yeah, you got to get it up close. You got to get mm-hmm. it real close to your territory. All right. What else do we got here? What's the next one? Uh, Wrecking Crew, you complete this tactic if an enemy faction terrain feature was demolished during this turn. There you go. Pretty easy. Uh, Man Skittles. Okay, you complete this if at the end of the turn a friendly war stomper used its hurl body ability 
an enemy was slain by the first part, and an enemy battle line unit was picked for the second part. So you got if you kill it and then throw it at a battle line unit, you get this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Fury of Titans. Uh-huh. You complete this tactic if you carry out the Beast Grapple, Earthshaking Roar, and Colossal Slam Monstrous Rampages this turn. So you've got to have three guys who can carry them out, which you do, right? Mm-hmm. If you have three Mega Gargans, yeah. Oh, that's right. Those all have to be Mega Gargans. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, yeah. Uh, Splat, pick a hero. If he is slain by wounds caused by attack made with thrown rocks, hurled debris, or hurled boulder. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, if you get a guy down to just a wound or two left, just everybody right. start throwing rocks at him. <laughs> just yep. boulders hurling down at this poor, tired <laughs> Stormcast hero. Yeah. He's blowing the heart. He's toot tooting, and he's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the last one? Colossal Violence? Colossal Violence. Uh, pick a friendly Mega Gargant. You complete this tactic if you carried out the Titanic Duel Monsters Rampage with that unit during this turn, and the enemy monster picked as the target was slain. Okay, so if, yeah, so you gotta do Titanic Duel and kill him. Well, that Mm. is Colossal Violence. Yeah. Oh, God. This army is so dumb and so much fun at the same time. (laughs) Hmm. All right, um... Uh, that's the book. Yeah. That's the book, and we need to end this, and I hate to just suddenly end it on a quick note, but we think we've talked about what we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, honestly, list building, kind of build what you enjoy. Yeah. Pick you the know? models Pick the models that you like, which one or two or three Mega Gargants you like, and build those. Just you better like them because they're expensive. It's going to take you a long time to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, shoot. Yeah. And they take and they take up a massive amount of space they in your do. hobby area. Yeah, they're big. Right. Where are you going to keep this, dude? I have an Archeon. You're going to keep him on a shelf because he's You're not going to yeah. go into a case. That's nope. just not going to happen. Yeah, I have an Archeon, and he's yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he's sitting up there, and because he has no, to, he has to. There's no room for that, dude. Or else you're buying one custom cut special piece of eight inch tall battle foam to put them in it's ridiculous. Right. yeah it's 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 yeah, yeah. I, I think i think you could fit them in like the games workshop like the cube that they sell oh like, right yeah because they go the, in there with the with the wavy foam yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could you could put like maybe two of them would fit in one case yeah that's ridiculous forget about ain't, that ain't my god all right time to wrap up all right get your music ready i got it got it excellent all right folks thank you for listening we will be back with the last two episodes of 2022, which will be Ogres and the year-end wrap-up. Please get in your contest entries you have until the 10th, which is another about about two weeks. Yep. Uh, and, folks, I definitely want to thank uh, our sponsors, um, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. I also want to thank our Patreon sponsors, our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patron, Memnochas. 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 I'm not certain. He didn't tell me how to pronounce his name like mm-hmm. our last friend did. Jocko. And he could, he could call in. Yeah, there you go. Know. Leave us a voicemail. Thank you all for being part of that 1%, folks. Seriously. We love that you're helping us out, that you're making this show possible. Thank you so much. And, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmore! Whoop. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, hot end. Way to end it. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, folks. See you later. <laughs> Bye.